Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- What up? Fran, how's it going, man? Doing good, man. I wanted to talk about, I think, one of my best investments I ever made. Give it to me. Was my uh, curate machine. Craig machine? Craig coffee. Oh, I was like Craig machine. I was like, first of all, who is Craig? <laughs> Why does he have a machine? Okay, a cure the Keurig. Yeah, okay. Oh my goodness, man. You enjoying coffee these I love, days? I love I just I'm obsessed with coffee now. Yeah, your your eyes really bugged out. You got really like, excited. Okay. I love coffee. Like I like I love like trying all different types of coffee. Yeah, okay. I love it, man. And you in any, any specific kind of what, I got what a, brand are you doing I got right a, now? I got a new one where it's um the, the one with donuts on it? No. Okay. I tried that, but I don't like that one. Oh, sorry. I tried the the cinnamon um cinnamon bun flavor one. Oh, how was oh that? my god! See, my Delicious. thing my thing about coffee is see coffee is coffee is a weird one for me. I mean, I like coffee, but no matter what flavor I get, it it usually it if you really got to add the right amount of sugar, it just it all kind of tastes the same to me. It might smell it's the smell. Yeah, the smell, the, the smell. smell. If it's a hazelnut oh, or you know. A, Coffee, yeah, it'll really make the room smell very aromatic. Oh but I love it. I love waking up, give me a nice little hot cup of coffee. Yeah, it's the best, man. none of these coffee companies are paying us any money. If you could hear the the glee in yeah. Fran's voice, yeah. please appreciate that and, and and offer us a sponsorship. But I want to try like all types of coffee. I heard like uh, what is it like Paris or something? Or Paris? Not Paris. Um, I don't know. So when you're uh, Baltimore has, like, has oh great Paris? great <laughs> like coffee. A, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> I thought you were saying thought like the brand. You're like some country in Europe. I was like, okay, I can't help you with that, then, man. I don't know. I thought you were like Paris. I was like, I don't know. I never heard of Paris coffee brand. Is somebody like, like Paris no, 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 no. I mean, like somewhere in, in Europe, they have like gr- good coffee. They like yeah, that's that. I'm sure that's I don't several know. Places. I'm not sure <laughs> where somewhere in Europe Paris could be France. Yeah, so many any of those. But wherever the EU, Ireland, you know, I want to go there and try coffee yeah man i'm digging but you know the, the first step to doing that you have to get on a plane you know that right yeah i'm you're not you're not giving me much enthusiasm about the trip that we're currently about to go on and and i know that's because of the flight that's so I, you know europe that's about a 10 a 10 hour flight i'm super excited i can't wait like sure I, mean, I bought some stuff yes 
I, the plane, man. I get it, man. <laughs> but you talking all the, you got all these big pipe the dreams and all you going to Europe and Paris or wherever, and you got to get on a plane to go there, man. That's so this far. is a monumental step. That's too far. You got to get on this flight and then maybe several more flights when we go do a, a, a national tour or something. You go do that, and then maybe, you know, we build our name up. We start bringing our A-game to this podcast, and we get a European tour. Two black dudes on a European true crime tour? That would be nuts. Wink, wink. Could it happen? I don't know. But then you work your way through the nation traveling. We go here. We mm. go there. Have some speaking engagements, whatever. Then you go to Europe, and then you can get the coffee you want in Paris or well, I might have just, Germany. Or, I'll just have to, like, leave. I'll have to just have leave Alps. early. I might have to just, like, leave early. meet you there. I'll just, I'll just get on the boat and all kinds of stuff and then go You would the rather... Wait, 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 wait. Because <laughs> I had a couple of little jokey things I wanted to say, yeah. but you are really distracting me. I'm sorry. You would rather get on the waves of the treacherous ocean than take a seven-hour... I mean, a boat trip to Europe, yeah. it would be... It, it, not much has changed since mm-hmm. the Pilgrims did it. Okay. So maybe you knock a couple days off the trip. Yeah. It's still like a week plus of travel time from here to Europe. I love the ocean. You'd rather do that, but... Storms, pirates, so many things. You'd rather do that than catch a seven, eight hour, nine hour flight. Take a sh- like a yacht, a ship, a yacht. See now you <laughs> now you throwing it into some other. Ga- you would be on a freight ship. You wouldn't be on a yacht. I don't. You know, unless they do like a carnival cruise to Europe. Yeah. Then you, I won't see you for th- like three weeks. I'll hop on a cruise, enjoy my you out on you'll on take, water. Uh, you'll leave two weeks sea. early for yeah. me to on the last day of your cruise. That's when I'll get on my flight we and I'll meet. meet you there. Yeah. Wow. I didn't had I didn't had a ball by the time I got in here. <laughs> Loose. Yeah. Relaxed. Ready to talk business yes. without. Got it. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know what our travel arrangements yeah. will have to be for future tours. Uh, anyway, friend. Uh, uh, moving on. I'm fine. I don't know. I don't know if I said that already, but I'm great. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry. That's cool too. Um, but uh, what I will say is I am. Less than a week out from Vax shot number two, I'll okay. be at my power levels will reach over nine thousand. I'll be fully equipped to you know face this new world post COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but speaking of that, the CDC recently lit the internet on fire when they announced that fully vaccinated people uh, don't have to wear masks in certain places. They're free to take their masks off, mm-hmm. which started this whole firestorm of this conversation about. People were saying the CDC shouldn't have done that. It's too yeah. early. We don't know. And I understand that. And my push, my not pushback, but kind of pushback. Right, let's just see where my mind goes. My pushback was that initially I was like, it was coming from a place of selfishness because I wasn't thinking. I had to think, let my thoughts process. Actually, literally while I was tweeting, like, why are people mad? And I, yeah. I answered my own question by the end of it and yeah. I just sent it anyway. Uh, I was saying, well, like, I'll be vaccinated in like within the week. Mm-hmm. Why should I have to wear a mask if people like, if if I'm no longer able to get sick, then that should give me the freedom to not wear a mask, right? And then somebody, and then when I sent that tweet out, it was like, uh, oh, well, how do you know if somebody's vaccinated? Yeah. Where there's no, also also say. Also, when you wear a mask, it's not for you. It's for people around you. Yeah, but there's been no, there's studies taking place right now that might prove that you're substantially less likely to spread COVID if, if you're vaccinated. But you, Okay, but you can, but there's a possibility you can still get it, and you can still yeah, sure. Pass but it. My, my point is, there's no absolutes. Like I don't know right. what world, what world, what what's when's the appropriate time? Because there's never going to be a zero percent percent chance, right? So like, when are people okay with not wearing masks if vaccines are available? The vaccine, the the studies are happening right now. But if the study comes out and it's like you have a thirteen percent chance of spreading COVID, even if you have 
no symptoms because you're vaccinated or asymptomatic, whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. You have, if you get vaccinated, you have a 12% chance of spreading COVID. Are people still going to like get pushed back or get called out or wild out on the internet if they don't wear a mask in public somewhere? Mm-hmm. Or if they go, it's like, I am vaccinated. But the point I did understand was we, I, I, I watched something this week that made me realize like, it doesn't really matter what I'm saying because we're never going to get to herd immunity or any of that shit because mm-hmm. this country's full of idiots. I watched Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, mm. sit on television, local or what, I don't know if it was on C-SPAN or if it was just local New York news television, mm-hmm. with a Shake Shack burger and fries in his hand, and he had to sit there and do that thing that I imagine you've done in your life where it's like, mm, these chicken nuggets sure are good. I bet Sophia would, It's but they're her food. You mm-hmm. got to like pretend like I'm going to eat it if you don't. Yeah, He had to do that. To let people know that if you get the vaccine, you get a free Shake Shack meal. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting on there like, oh, man, he has like a handler. He's like, James, I really want to finish this press conference, but these Shake Shack fries are just so good. But Does he have ties know, with the company or No, I, I don't know. I don't know how he was able to tell Shake Shack to make this, you know, this giveaway. Yeah. But I don't know if they're, Shake Shack's trying to save the world or what. But in New York, you can get a free hamburger meal if you get the vaccine. This is what we have to do to convince people to go, like, take something that's going to, like, open the world back up and protect them from getting sick. You have to, like, incentivize them. New Jersey was giving away free beer last week. When I saw that, I said, oh, we're never going to, like, this is never going to be, like, over. Like, it's never going to, I think we just live with COVID now. Because we live in this society now where you have to do stuff like that to get people to do anything related to do with science. Everything is, like, double-sided. The CDC comes out and says, if you... Don't wear if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And then the pushback is like, how do you who how do you know who's has done their two shots or not? Like an aim tag or some shit. That's what the conspiracy was when the vaccine was even being talked about. Oh, it's Bill Gates trying to put microchips in us. Oh, they're going to do something where you got to have a passport that's stamped that says you have your vaccine for you to leave the country. It's going to be tyranny. Oh, my God. You know, whatever. Right. So now we're at a point the CDC is saying. Uh, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks anymore. Now the pushback comes from left, right, everywhere. Yeah. Well, how do you know? Mostly left, and I and I agree. When I this point, I agree with very much so because we do live in a country where you have to go and eat a cheeseburger on national television to give a, more of a chance that people will go take a, a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So now we're at a point where people are like, "Well, how do you prove it? What do you do? How are you going to even? Who who can just say that?" Then when fucking Trader Joe's comes out and says, "Hey," in the in the nice way, "Hey," uh. We, you don't have to wear masks in our store anymore. But since everybody's complaining, if you just bring your vaccine card and you just show us when you're coming in, then you don't have to wear your mask. But if you don't, you still have to wear your mask. Then all the conspiracy people are proven right. Oh, my God, we can't do anything in the country. They're making you have to show it. This is like a, it's like Auschwitz. It's Germany all over again. And then it's this whole thing that becomes a big deal. And then they're like proven right in their mind. They're vindicated. Like, mm. see, I told you they were going to try to track us and make us prove that we got the vaccine because they want us all to get the vaccine. So it's this weird cyclical thing where it's just going to keep going around in circles. And I don't know if, when it's going to stop. So my question is like, well, when the fuck do you just go, hey, man, the vaccine's available. I don't, you can get it. Or don't get or it. Or don't get it. But like, when can you stop wearing a mask? Or when can you go do stuff again? Like, I don't know when the point is now. Because if we're just saying like, we're waiting until it's over, I don't know if that day is coming. Yeah. So that was like, all of that happened while I was tweeting that tweet, but my main point was, but when I got to the end of the tweet, I was like, well, this is a logical reason that I understand why people have 
are were going at the CDC because yeah. it's like, well, how do you how do you prove that you got the vaccine at Kmart? Nobody's gonna laminate their fucking I would. vaccine card and just walk around with it around the neck. I'll get a shirt with like a little laminated pocket where you can drop it you in can there. Drop it in. I might. <laughs> But don't talk. Something. Excuse me, sir. Why do you? Oh, you're the guy with the uh, see-through uh, chest pocket. Yeah. Sorry, my, my, I see you. You're vaccinated. I don't know, man. I might have to get that trademarked after this is over because. Oh, it's coming. Think somebody can get it before I do? Man, listen. Check this out. Back in February when we put out new merch, somebody was like, hey, you guys think about doing masks? I was like, listen, man, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't want to exploit the moment. And it's like. <laughs> Three years later, yeah. it's fucking everybody. You can get Louis Vuitton masks. And I was like, oh, well. Shit, I mean, maybe we should we should yeah. have sold some masks. This thing is uh, this thing's really hanging around longer than I thought. I really genuinely was like, I don't want to look like some kind of virtue signaling this for the moment, selling masks with our low. Who's even going to be using a mask in three months? I was like, oh, was I fucking wrong? Yeah. So you know, it is what it is. I don't know, but uh, yeah, masks, crazy times, man. Well, you're chipped, so I mean, hey, yeah, Bill, Gates, Bill Gates got me. I'm hooked yeah. up. I got the super pack. But what? Why do people have the idea that he would want to put chips? Bro, in it's a whole fucking. Thing. I mean, I, if you want me to go into it, 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 it's a whole. It's a different. It's a different podcast. Maybe for Patreon. For me to explain to you why they think that <laughs> is would take me an hour and a half minimum. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. But anyway, friend, I don't know if you heard this. This is some news that made me laugh and think about you when I uh, when I heard it. I was yeah. on, uh, at work. I heard the story on the radio, but then I got the full details. There's a uh, gas station in California that sold a hundred. I mean, a, a twenty-seven million dollar lottery ticket. Damn. A woman came forward and said, "I I bought that ticket, but I lost. But it. I lost it in the laundry, it, or like I, I yeah. First of all, the way I would have like reconstructed all those pieces, like the missing Dragon Balls, like it, it could have been a bunch of shredded." Wet. I would have took the blow dryer, had every yeah. individual piece on the on the coffee table, and just blow. I would have been like, "Here, it's in the bag. Yeah, you guys do some kind of forensics, but here's <laughs> the pieces for the for the lottery ticket." So she doesn't have that. She's just saying it was me. I swear, scouts on her, just like the like 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 the masks. Yeah, the store is is corroborating because they're saying the ticket flagged. Okay. So they get $100,000. The store? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Like, whatever store sells a Powerball or whatever Mega Millions ticket, they get a bonus. for. That's do- cool. It's like, congratulations. You hit the lottery, too. Yeah. So, and the guy says, yeah, I ha- if I if the cameras worked, I could pull the cameras up from that if day. If it worked. But they were destroyed in a storm. That's what he said. Wow. So, so he gets 100 k This lady Don't get shit. Is, should be on, like, harming herself watch. That is... Man, this isn't like this isn't like five grand. I'd be in shambles for like the rest of the month, maybe a few months. Like, I lost a five thousand dollar lottery ticket. I wouldn't have twenty seven million. You wouldn't what be in shambles? Five thousand? Five? No. Free a free five thousand? No. And not shambles. I just mean like it would have been a lot of like yeah. Every you couple said days, like, that's not the same thing. Yeah, my bad. That was <laughs> that was a, that was that was an over exaggeration. Yeah. But but my point is twenty seven. Million dollars? Yeah, I might rob the store. What, of what? There's not twenty-seven million dollars in there. I might rob that. Want, I want hundred k. That's my hundred. <laughs> they gave you that is from my money. That yeah. is a hundred thousand dollars of my money. I want it now. Yeah, I'm robbing the place. Yeah, I mean twenty-seven million. That's generational wealth. I mean that's life changing. Not moment changing, like life changing for the rest of your life. So she lost it in. The that's launch. her story. That's allegedly. Story. But she could just be some. She could be that. some lunatic that's yeah. just coming forward Anybody for attention to say like, I I want it. So how does she? I want to know. See, I'm confused about the numbers. Like, what is she? Was those her personal 
handpicked numbers. I don't know or, how the lottery works in California. They oh, might do. They, they might. They might. Automatic. They might do like a. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I, you know, like they might do um, random. Uh, it might not be like on the news. It might be the store has a machine that does one random number a day, so it keeps track of it. You know what I mean? Like here in Baltimore, we do Powerball, and we have to go home and watch the news, and they pull the draw or whatever. This could have been a thing where it's like we do a random number on the screen every day, but that screen is connected to all the things all over the country. So it flags when that number hits, and then you got to put it in your system as the cash uh, cashier what numbers you sold or whatever. I don't know. Either way, Mm. she's saying the numbers hit. I, I'm the one that won it, and it must be pr- it must be true because they got the store got money. Because really, anybody could just say like I won if if there's no stakes, like they can't prove it in some kind of way, so they can prove that the ticket was sold from there because the store got a bonus. But you can find out if, if the store won. You can go, I won it here. I bought my ticket here. Yeah, but if you don't, I think the thing is, the point is that like it doesn't really matter. Even if you if they went and found the cameras and were like, see, you did buy it. You don't have the you don't ticket. Have the ticket. So it doesn't really matter. It, even if the cameras work, it's like, what are you going to go show that to the lottery commission? Like, see, here's the video of me buying a lottery ticket. I wonder how often it happens, though. People like somebody, lose somebody, $27 no, million. No, no, no. Dollar I mean, like, a number is picked and somebody didn't, they just forgot. Oh, I can't imagine there. when you're talking those kind of numbers. <laughs> those are people that are like, how do you even keep that statistic? I, you would never know. Right. So, sure. yeah, I mean, that's a lost statistic. That'd be an interesting statistic, though. Because yeah. what I was thinking was everybody that I know, that I know plays the lottery. Plays the lottery every day. The numbers, the oh yeah, I took my license plate, took the letter off, and added the one That's from when insane. I was in sixth grade. That was my address. You're like, and it's but in their mind, it's science. Yeah, but I brought Talking that, I brought that people, up to I brought that up to you one time. You was like. You just did automatic? Like, it was like it was just crazy. Well, that's because I, I think that is crazy because a lot of people, there's superstition within lottery. So you play your but old address. You're just like, that's insane. No, because you, you just did way? a random number. There's no passion in it. There's no feeling. Like, me, if I like if I have a dream where in the dream I keep seeing 9822, I'm going to wake up and go play that. I feel like that is that is, that gives me more reason to play the lottery than just be like, I'm just going to get a ticket. I don't know. Yeah. You know, try me, cashier. Uh, the only time I do that is when it gets where it's like now. Nah, it's like it's like three hundred fifty million now. That's when I go and like, oh, let me go. Let, let me, me get something. Let me go play my chances. Yeah, just go get something. Yeah, let me get a ticket. I get that. I, mean, I just meant like in the moment of that. Yeah. And man, I'm I not, say also I say so many shit on this fucking podcast. I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. Yeah. But whenever I said that, I think in the moment I just was saying like, you didn't have what drew you to the go to the no. place to the. A gas station and get a lottery ticket. Four hundred like, million dollars, a mega, a mega million. That's why I went on and did fair. it. I was like, I thought maybe you had a dream about no. your dad and he was no. wearing a, a Des Bryant jersey. I don't have, I don't have dreams like that. So. <laughs> you don't dream about your dad? Sorry, wearing a jersey? No. <laughs> oh my got, bad. Got, Sorry, my bad. Numbers crazy. and shit. Numbers you know, and shit floating. Like, oh, I got to play that. A ball game with your dad? I've no. had several of them no. because I've, I've never gone to a ball game with my dad. So, uh, you know, sorry, friend. Sorry, my bad, man. Hey, man, my bad. You know, hey, man, let's move on, man. You know, let's play. Uh, play. Let's play. Patreon my games, bad. man. My bad. You know, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that it was such a luxury or sorry. like, oh, it's just whatever. It's just a like Monday going to a, a game with your dad. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> it's a little different in my house. Sorry, man. <laughs> you, went, you know we did rodeos and all kinds. Of, I'm sorry, man. You didn't have that. You didn't have that experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> rodeos. You went to rodeos? Yeah, my dad took those, took those, those all the time. What would he? Rodeos. Was he a fan of that? Or? I have no idea. <laughs> I had a ball, so I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> All right, friend, you brought up a great point last week. Last week, you really guilted me, made me feel bad. Last week, we only had yeah. one patron uh, subscriber, and although we were very grateful for that person, 
I gave her a very lackluster shout out. Yeah. So this week I'm gonna lump them back in with you know there's a, a more flushed out group. Still not a large group, but it's a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try. The last couple weeks ago I did a little thing. I'm gonna try to try to get back in the groove again. Okay. Yeah. All right. So up next, up first. If you're not first, you're last. Okay. <laughs> up first, we got uh, Brandy H. Shout out to you, Brandy. Are you at the Grand Canyon? Oh, well. Next, we got Grace O. Oh, what you talking about? You want to go? What you talking about? Uh, up next, we got Heather C. Uh, what's the weather? <laughs> Let me check the app and see. Oh, mm. oh. Lastly, we got Vanessa G. Oh. Sounds like weather sea. But then you got to go Vanessa G. Yeah. Oh, I don't know oh. What I don't, <laughs> that was my mumble rap. That was the Migos. Uh, uh, shout out to everybody that uh, uh, subscribed to the Patreon this past week. Thank uh, you, you're thank all you. awesome. Um, before we take a quick break, uh, we got blessed with a package and a wonderful letter from a, a fantastic listener and Patreon subscriber named Tanya Lopez. That said her full name. <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. She sent this mail. She she's close. She's like close personal friend at this point. I can say her. I can say her full name. It's fine. It's whatever. Are you sure? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I just made that fact up. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't say close personal friends right. on microphone either. Uh, Tanya, uh, shout out to you. Thank you so much. Everything's fantastic. We get these uh, hockey sticks. They look super awesome. I've been trying my hardest not to dig into this beaver's gold or beaver nuggets. Everything is so delicious. Yeah. Thank you very much for sending us sweet treats. and um, You're very much appreciated. And your letter was very, 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 very kind-hearted and awesome. And thank you very much. We appreciated the, the artistic vision. She did a very minimalistic uh, drawing of the logo for it. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, well, thank you. And great handwriting. Um, thank you very much. Um, oh, for people, people that want to send us packages... Um, oh, let us know um, when you when you when it's shipped when you ship it. Print I print, do not check print. the box it's, unless like I text you, I text you when somebody when people message me. Yeah, and there are people that they're like, "Did you? Uh, <laughs> I got the tracking code. Yeah, you know, so be on the lookout, and uh-huh. then I'll tell you that, and yeah. then." Either you bring something in here or you don't. So yeah. when you don't bring something in here, I just assume there was nothing in there. Mm. So I texted you this week. Somebody said there was be on the lookout yeah. for something or something arrived. And you came in here with it today. Yeah. So thank you. So if you sent us stuff and, and it didn't come, I promise you, we usually say something if we get a package. So yeah. it probably just hasn't come yet or you messed up. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to place blame or be, because you sent us something and I want to be nice. I don't want to be rude. Yeah. But like. If you told me that you said this something and we haven't gotten it yet, it's either lost or you didn't put, put the address right. Yeah. And if you sent us an animal, it's probably dead. Yeah. So, an animal. yeah, I mean, I don't know if people send us a gecko or something. I don't know. But, or if you sent us like a, a cake or something, if, if anybody has sent us something and sent, a, sent me a personal message saying like, hey, something's coming and we haven't responded. Yeah. We haven't gotten it. So please let us know if you send us like an edible fruit arrangement or something that's going to be filled with maggots and bugs. Yeah. When we open it, cause or a dead animal. Yeah, let us know if you when you when you ship when you don't have it in your possession anymore. Yes. Let us know, and when you get the the confirmation um, that it's been scanned or yeah, whatever, uh-huh. yes. let us know. Okay, then yes. I can I can check. And then when you do all of that, then you message me. You let me know. Then you sit down. You write a detailed letter describing everything that you just did, yeah. and then you mail that as well. Then you message me and let me know that you also mailed the letter. Yeah. And that is the full <laughs> cycle of sending us a package in the mail. Yep. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's going to be Fran's turn to do some fucked yep. up, tell us some fucked up shit. Uh, so stick around. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, welcome back. It's my turn to go first. This week, I brought it this week because I disappointed you guys last week on my story that it was already done. Happens to the best of us, Brent. Yes, but I have a great story this week. Uh, my affirm- affirmative murder this week is about the house of whores of Kermit Gosnell. Kermit? Kermit Gosnell, yes. Have you heard of Kermit Gosnell? I texted you and asked you. I messaged, I responded. I know, I'm just saying. I mean, you're a terrible texter, but you did reply back. <laughs> I don't and, agree. I don't. I agree. And, I agree and with you that. did. You said what? I agree with that. Yeah. Um. You did say no. I haven't heard. So I was like, okay, bet. Did all my research. I got a good story this week. Yeah, never heard of him. Are you ready? And I looked him up as well. Never. Nothing. Are you ready? Yes, very much. Let's dig into it. Kermit Gosnell was born February 9th, nineteen forty-one, in Philadelphia, the only child of a gas station operator and a government clerk, in an African American family. He was the student at City's Central High School, from which he graduated in 1959. Gosnell initially attended University of Pennsylvania and graduated from Dickinson College in PA with a bachelor's degree. Gosnell received his medical degree at Jefferson Medical College in 1966. It has been reported that he spent four decades practicing medicine among the poor, including opening a, a mentor halfway house a rehab clinic for drug addicts in the impoverished um, mentor neighborhood of West Philadelphia near where he grew up. Now, so far, it seems like he's doing, helping the community out where he grew up yeah. and doing all kinds of good giving things. Giving back. Yes, giving back, yep. Also, he's from where the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is from. Continue. So he, he became he became an earlier an early prominent, I'm sorry, proponent of abortion rights in 1960s and the 1970s. And in 1972, he returned from the stint from a stint in New York City to open up an abortion clinic on Lancaster Avenue in Montour. Montour. What, what year is this? Um, this was 1972. That's very progressive. That's yeah. in, ex- extremely progressive. Yeah. So Gosnell told the Philadelphia Inquirer reporter in, in October 1972, as a physician, I'm very concerned about this, the, the sanctity of life. But it's for this precise reason that I, that I provide abortions for women who want and need them. Commendable. Yep. In the same year, he also performed 15 televised, tele, I didn't know this was a thing, 15 televised second trimester abortions. What the fuck channel was that on? I have no idea. This must come on like when those Sarah McLaughlin commercials come on and stuff. Like, I, I have no like, idea. I don't even know. I never even heard anything. I never, like I mean, ever in my life, like, could you imagine the Showtime at the Apollo goes off, you know, And TV? that comes on? Yeah. That's why. I know like when you watch fucking um, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. And they got procedures and shit on there, but to have a like a real life. <laughs> Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I've seen, yeah. 
Man, I was at my barber a mm-hmm. couple weeks back, and I he just was watching Grey's Anatomy, and I have always heard because it's been on for like tw- twenty years or something yeah. crazy, and the episode that came on, the a couple came in and she had his dick in a bag. Yeah, some and it was so. I was like, "Is this a comedy?" Like it was just so crazy. Like they yes. had all these jokes. Like, "Hey, um, sir, it, it, the 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 dick is in the bag." Like they, had, I was like, "What is the pace of this?" I thought it was yeah. like a serious drama. I it mean, is. I'm sure it is, but like yeah. that episode was, it was like I couldn't believe what I was watching because I've always heard about it and people crying and stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah. "This feels like uh the, that show Community or something." I was yeah, like, "This yeah. is crazy." <laughs> they should cut it off again. They's watching the barbershop. Yeah. My barber just does stuff a little different, you know. <laughs> you know, well, you, Gray's, I, little vino, you know, some wine. That's a that's a that's a, a mood I don't want to be a part of. And he puts of. the hot towel on your face, you know. I get that, but some that, Kim playing, you know. We both had we both had a, a first take of some type of sports in the background. Yeah, man. Listen, we're just we're just new age man. We talking about Gray's, you know, enjoying a nice, you know, Cabernet. Got the you know. Got drink the, wine in there. Yeah, got the warm towel soaking in the thing. You know, they gonna come through with the blade. Get, get to that top close. Oh, he different now. I ain't. He wasn't like that when I used to go to him. Pandemic changed things. PPP loans come. Oh, things the opulence. Oh, that's what it is. Opulence comes. You mm-hmm. know, opulence. Get your get you a barber or a hairdresser who's a scammer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, proceed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in 1972, the Enquirer the Enquirer article also said that, that Gosnell was a respected man in his community. A finalist for Junior Chamber of Commerce's Young Philadelphian of the Year mm. because of his work directing um, the Montoya Halfway House by the late 1980s. However, public records show state tax liens were, were piling up against the Halfway House and the abortion clinic um, had 41,000 federal had a 41,000 federal tax lien mm. um, against his uh, abortion clinic. So Gosnell has been married three times. His third and current wife, Pearl, who worked at the Women's Medical Society as a full-time medical assistant from 1982 until their marriage in 1990. Mm. They have two children. Gosnell has four other children from his two previous marriages. That's six. And, yeah. And covering his background, um, and covering his background, media commentators drew attention to the incredible, diverse portrayals of Gosnell, touching on both his community works the creation of drug of a drug halfway house and oh. teen aid program yes. contrasted with um, portrayals of his practice as an abortion mill in which viable fetuses and babies were routinely killed following illegal late term procedures. Mm. Illegal. Illegal. It's about to get real. Got it. Okay. So in 2011, he was reported to be a well, he was reported to be well known in Philadelphia for providing abortions to poor minority immigrant women. Okay. It was also claimed that Gosnell charged sixteen hundred to three thousand for each late term abortion, and made ten to fifteen thousand per day from the clinic. Come on, you got to you got to be looking at your ethics when you got to start laundering money like Walter White at the end of the day, and you got on the scrub. Ethics and- don't exist. Morals what don't exist. Not in this dude. Got it. Okay. This dude's racking racking up. Got it. Gosnell was also associated with the clinics in Delaware and Louisiana, Atlantic Women's Services in Wilmington. Delaware was Gosnell's place of work one day a week. The owner of Atlantic Women's Services, Leroy Brinkley, also owned Delta Clinic of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and facilitated the hiring staff from there for Gosnell's operation in Philadelphia. Mm. That dude doesn't so come he, up. He had like a like a whole network. Yeah. So this dude, Leroy, I mean, he said he they, he helped him yeah. hire his staff. Yeah. He doesn't come up in. Oh. He should have. Yeah. From that's how like, the story like, this went. This is like a racketeering thing. <laughs> yeah. He has like a whole criminal 
organization. Yeah, for how the story went, he doesn't come up in in the rest of the story, which is I thought was. But you're saying he like helps set up the clinics in other states, is what you just described. Is that yes. what you said? And the Got staff, it. which which by the way, none of them are like, uh, um, what you call it? None of them are um don't have degrees like, or, or like a, like a technical uh diploma or whatever. Nothing. Like a phlebotomist. N- nothing. No. Nothing. Just people. Oh running. my goodness! I used it's crazy. to work at a high gas crazy. station. It's crazy. So on February 18th, 2010, the FBI raided the Women's Medical Society. Entering its offices about 8.30 p.m., agents expected to find evidence that it was illegally selling uh, prescription drugs. Mm. On entering, they quickly realized something else was amiss. In the grand jury, um, in the grand jury reports telling there was blood on the floor, a stench of urine filled the air. Oh. A flea-infested cat was wandering th- through the facility, and there were cat feces on the stairs. So walking in this place, oh. it's just blood everywhere. It, feel, it stinks. It feels like you're in a. It feels like you're in a black market abortion clinic. Stinks. Yep. And this uh, is why abortion should be legal because women have medical issues. Mm-hmm. They have moral issues. Sometimes it's like, listen, I don't think I should bring a child into this situation. So there's there's always going to be women who need to have an abortion. Yeah. And there's always going to be women who will get the abortion no matter how they got to get it. Even if the some women might walk in there and see cat feces on the thing. It's like, well, I mean, I did want to finish college, but like, you know, I'm not having an abortion in this place. But then there are some women that are like, it's not just about, oh, either I'll go on that trip to go in college in Europe or, you know, I won't do that. I'll join my dad's business. It's like if I bring a child into this world, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a hellish environment. So I'll just go and have the abortion in the cat piss Shit is flea infested abortion clinic. Just cats walking around. A flea infested a hospital a clinic is supposed to be spotless clean. Yes. So already if you go into a place and you smell cat pee and blood everywhere, yeah, old you, blood. that's how desperate a person is in that. Like that's that they stay. Yep. That's that's tragic. Yep. Um, like I said, they so they found they found cat feces on the stairs. Uh, semi-conscious women scheduled for abortions were moaning in the waiting oh, room um, or the recovery room where they sat on dirty recliners covered with, bl- covered with blood-stained blankets. All the women had been sedated by unlicensed staff. So they're like shoot. wait, because they're in the lobby, so they're just like shooting them up or something Bro, in, the, giving them in anest- the waiting room. An- anesthesia, giving them all types of... Uh, uh, some type of drugs for pain. And I bet whatnot. that's how they got on the police's radar. They probably saw women come walking in and walking out woozy. Well, they got it, they got on the police radar because they thought they, they thought it was some type of uh, like like they were drug selling. That's what I mean. Like, right. but I'm, they probably let them leave while they're still coming down off the anesthesia because they like need the table still. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they maybe saw women coming out still doped up on drugs. Probably, yeah. And we're like, that's yeah, they're housing they're housing drug addicts in there. Yep. And then what a fucking twist. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they was, uh, all these women were sedated by unlicensed staff. Authorities had also learned about the patient that died at the facility several months prior. Wow. So I'll get into that a little later. Public health officials inspected the surgery rooms. Instruments were not sterile. The grand jury state's equipment was rusty and outdated. Oxygen equipment was covered with dust and had not been inspected. The same corroded suction tubing used for abortion was the only tubing available for oral air, oral airways if assistance for breathing was needed. Oh, so they would take it right out of the women oh, and put it in their mouth. Yes, man. There was no functioning, resuscitation, or even moni- monitoring equipment except for a single blood pressure cuff. Upon further inspection, the search team discovered sorry, fetal remains carelessly stored throughout the clinic in bags, milk jugs, orange juice cartons, even in cat food containers. 
like 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 samples Fe- of human like fetuses. Oh, fetus! I thought you said feces. No. Oh wow! No. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, because you have to medically dispose of that stuff, yeah. so they can't put that out in the. Wow. But what happened was in another article that I did read, they canceled. So, so I'm guessing hospitals have a relationship or some type of business relationship with um, some type of medical bio, waste, like bio waste. Waste. Yeah. He canceled that, so they wouldn't. So they wouldn't come in and see how this yeah. place was run. Oh, so he was oh, just shit. keeping them bags and just. Oh, that's foul. Stacking them in the basement. Or this some is shit. hoarding too. This is this all. Is this sounds like a hoarding house, but you can do medicine out of it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He's bringing in 15000 a day. Yeah, I don't want them to report me because yeah. he's dirty in here. And he has people in fucking, his staff is unlicensed. They just fucking giving out anesthesia and, and, and uh, needles and all kinds of shit. That's crazy. Um. Oh, it's, man. Bro, and wild. what the craziest part is, <laughs> I thought I thought when you were going to get to the end, because my concern was that maybe this guy's like a hero no. because he's providing this service to these, you know, underserviced women or whatever. And it's like, no, fuck this guy already. I haven't even heard the end yet. And it's like, it's not, it's not like he... Was just a pie, uh, you know, a uh, uh, underground abortion, like like the Harriet Tubman of abortions. Like, oh, you know, if you need an abortion, it's illegal. Come to me, I'll save you, I'll protect yeah. you. It's like, no. no, I'm I'm exploiting you, people. I bro, I I'm just getting started. This shit is wild, oh, Jesus bro. Christ. So, um, uh, yeah. So they kept it in milk jugs, orange juice cartons, and even in cat food potatoes. And Gosnell admitted to Detective Wood, um, that at least ten to twenty percent of fetuses were probably older than twenty four weeks of. 24 weeks of pregnancy. Even though Pennsylvania law prohibits abortions after 24 weeks, in some instances, surgical incisions have been made at the base of the fetal skulls. Oh. Gosnell's medical license was quickly suspended 18 days later. The Department of Health filed papers to start the process of closing the clinic. The district attorney submitted the case to the grand jury on May 4th, 2010. Testimonies were taken from 58 witnesses and evidence was examined. In Pennsylvania, most doctors won't perform abortions after twenty after the twentieth week. Many of health how reasons. Many, how many weeks are in a? It's thirty seven weeks. Oh, so that's, is that pretty close? So twenty, I think twenty four weeks is in the second trimester. The third trimester don't start to like the thirtieth week, or like the thirty first week. Or something. Yeah, because are but, they showing at the? I don't really know. Like, you know, are, are you like? Is it clear that you're pregnant? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but at uh, I think the latest might have went twenty six weeks. That's, yeah. That's premature, but I mean, it's but it's like, still yeah. a yeah. a baby. It's still a yeah. so, babies probably can still come out and breathe if they have the right. right medical attention. They can still survive. Yeah, abortions after twenty four weeks are illegal until two thousand nine. Gosnell reported reportedly performed most first and second trimester abortions, but his clinic had come to develop a bad reputation and could attract only women who couldn't get an abortion elsewhere. Mm. Former employees have said Stephen Massive estimated. I, I believe this dude was on his staff. Estimated that in forty percent of the second trimester abortions performed by Gosnell, the fetuses were beyond twenty-four weeks pregnancy age, and the grand jury states Latasha Lewis, who I think who also was on his staff, testified that Gosnell performed procedures over twenty-four weeks too much to count, and one up to twenty-six weeks very often. Um, in the last few years, she testified that Gosnell increasingly saw out-of-state referral referrals, mm-hmm. which were all second trimester or beyond by these estimates. Gosnell performed at least four or five illegal abortions every week. So like four or five ones where it was a pretty much fully formed baby in yes. 20, after, after 20 weeks. In this facility that is 
completely disgusting. dirty and disgusting. So you're risking the inf- infecting infecting the woman that you're even working on. Yeah, every, every reuse the time. shit. She's not clean. And then you got these you got uh these these people are poor. Yeah. Uh, paying whatever cents they have left. Really taking it. Thirteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Whatever they have left to get this, it's, it's, it's insane. I also feel like it's important since you're at a point. I feel like it's important to maybe know. Again, we're two men talking about this. I don't know anything about an abortion. Yeah. I don't know anything about the, the struggles or anything like that. But I feel like I feel like there is an element here that we might be missing it to say. And I could be wrong about this even, but like after twenty four weeks, maybe people in situations like this might know that the baby might not survive a situation. So as, cause I know Chrissy Teigen a couple, like maybe a year ago, she had a stillbirth and they actually just did an episode of that show, fear the walking dead mm-hmm. where the lady had a stillbirth on that show. I can't, I'm, I'm sure that's very traumatizing. So maybe if you have been given information that your baby's not going to survive birth or you, maybe you might not survive birth and you yeah. have to have an abortion 20 weeks or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you'd rather get an abortion than, go do a stillbirth. Yeah. And I, that might be like a take that is not even a thing. And I just said something offensive. Yeah, if yeah. I did my bad, I just feel like we should cover all bases. Cause I don't know if, if, if a stillbirth is a, is a situation where you might get an abortion late term. I, you know? I understand. But also I'm saying that like for you, I could be wrong. I feel like, Getting abortion in, like you say, we don't. I don't know the the context around why these people are getting. Yes, abortion. yes. So get. I feel like I don't want to be like they're they're just like fuck these kids. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't, I, I, don't I, know. Never, I never yeah, thought that, sure, but I'm sure. just saying getting an abortion at your late the beginning of the second trimester, the third trimester yeah. is crazy. But also, probably these people were trying to probably was trying to do this a long time ago, but couldn't find anybody to or have the do money it. even to right or yeah. do it. So they had to yeah. go somewhere that somebody would say, hey, you should go to this place because. It's cheap, and I mean, you might not like it in there. But. Or as you stated last episode, at the end, we knew somebody who didn't even know they were pregnant. Yeah, so yeah, it was true. like, I'm yep. say, you know, sure. So. Um, but it, it it gets crazy. Uh, so the um, it so gets th- crazy. It gets way crazy. <laughs> so when you perform late late term abortions by inducing labor, you get babies, live breathing, squirmy babies. By 24 weeks, most babies are born prematurely. Will survive if they receive appropriate medical care. But that was not what the that was not what the Women's Medical Society was about. Yeah. Gosnell had a simple solution for the unwanted babies he delivered. He killed them. Oh. He didn't call it that. He called it ensuring fatal demise. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the way, so that was just his term that he used. Yeah, and, the, they have all kinds of terms like that yeah. in, in corporate America for yep. death or, you know, firing somebody or kicking somebody out because they can't afford to pay their rent. There's all kind of like rehoming somebody who because of their fiscal situation you know mm-hmm. it's all kind of stuff that makes it not sound nasty like it is yeah what did he call it again ensuring fatal i'm sorry ensuring fetal demise fetal demise, fetal demise yeah, oh fetal that's demise. crazy um so the way he ensured fetal demise was by sticking scissors in the back of the baby's neck and cutting the spinal cord oh he called that snipping so that was the term that they oh, used cleaning it around all up. around the around the facility with the snipping. fucking ex people that used to work at claire's they, that's what they call it around the office. His new staff. Yeah, that's the term we use. So Snipped. that's like this is what this is our method, and this is the term that we're going to use. Do you think since you, since I mean, first of all, they don't. I'm sure there's no degree or certificate or whatever you can get for being a technician of some kind in the medical field. Yeah, that's not a thing. Snipping. No. Right? So, <laughs> like, my 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 point is like, even if you were a phlebotomist or whatever, properly trained, that still would be crazy. But imagine he picked you up. From a Wawa, yeah, and now it's just like, hey, listen, I'm gonna pay you fifteen dollars an hour, yeah, but you have to snip baby spines, yeah, that's crazy. Like, but it, I, 
do you think that if you have no point of reference in the medical field, you're just like, this is just doctor stuff, I guess. Like, Hell do you no. Think you can I will morally go, I will justify Google that. that. I, will, no, I, I will couldn't like, even do that. Look that up and go like, what the f- he made this shit up. Yeah, snip, and you, and snipping. I don't know the process of, of, of doing abortions, but I'm sure it's not they... The baby comes out, out breathing, yeah, and yeah. then you kill it right in front of the the, the mother, whatever yeah, you want to call that's it. That's insane. That's why. Yeah, that's insane. I, I'm sure they do other ways where it's like the baby is already not living before yeah. they take it. I don't I don't know the process, but I'm just saying. But that's that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. That's nuts. Um. Yeah. So over the years, there were hundreds of snippings. Sometimes, if Gosnell was unavailable, the snipping was done by one of his fake doctors, even by one of the administrative staff. So he. <laughs> That's my last day. Bro. Educated these people. That's my last day, and I'm telling people that that's happened. Like maybe that's how they got on. No, because they thought it was a, a drug thing. Yeah. If yeah. you they if you a- ask me to snip a baby's spine, I quit. Yeah. And I'm telling people what happens here when I leave. Yeah. That's crazy. That's 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 crazy. Yeah. So, um, but all the employees of the Women Medical Society knew everyone. Everyone there acted if it, it wasn't murder at all. Most of these acts cannot be prosecuted because Gosnell destroyed all the files. Among um, there's bags of babies. Relatively, yeah, relatively few cases that could be specifically documented. One was baby A. His uh, one was baby A. His 17 year old mother was almost 30 weeks pregnant, seven and a half months when labor was induced. An employee estimated his birth, his birth weight, as a uh, birth weight as approaching six pounds. He was breathing and mo- this is a six-pound baby. baby. That's a baby. He was breathing and moving when Gosnell severed his spine uh-huh. and put the baby in a plastic shoebox for disposal. The doctor joked that this this baby was this is so fucked up. This baby was so big he could walk me to the bus stop. Oh, so he was uh, he was, was he was having a jokes. blast. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. The idea, you know what it is like. That's the thing about capitalism and you know you saw you saw a, a really good example of that in um i care a lot where when you get into a groove or something you're making money on it you're like oh, man yeah i gotta do like eight snips and then i'm going out to the green uh, yeah you know got a golf got a golf session so hopefully it's like a snip snip snippity snip and you're yeah. like you're like joking about it because it just becomes that's routine it. to yeah. you that's ins- that's insane and that shows you that that's possible in any field. Like you can become, and you're a, so far removed. This is insane. Yeah, you can be a, a, a child sex trafficker, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like you can just get so detached that you can make jokes, yeah, while doing something, just like absolutely vile. Yeah. And I really thought there was a chance that maybe this guy was like the people's champion. No man. Like he was doing this service that people, but he's just this is just a this sick, dude is uh, yeah it's, wild it's, and sick. Crazy. Um. Yeah. So another another one was Baby Boy B, who who body was found at the clinic. Whose body was found at the clinic, frozen in a one gallon spring water bottle. What was um? Who was at least twenty eight weeks of pregnancy age when he was killed? Baby C was moving and breathing for twenty minutes before an assistant came in and cut the spinal cord, mm. just the way she had seen Gosnell do it so many times. Oh. And these were not even the worst cases. With little media coverage. There's been in this case has understandably focused on the murder on the murder allegations. The grand jury reported almost makes clear how horrific women's medical society was for patients. The unsanitary conditions were just the beginning. One woman was left lying in place for hours after Gosnell tore her cer- her um, cervix mm. and colon while trying to unsuccessfully extract the fetus. 
Another patient who was 19 years old was held for several hours after Gosnell punched, punctured her uterus. Oh. As a result Jesus. of the delay, she fell into shock from blood loss oh. and had to under had, had to undergo a um hysterectomy. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. Yep. So he, and a third patient went into a convulsion convul went into convulsions during an abortion, fell off the procedure table, hit her head on the floor, and Gosnell wouldn't call an ambulance and wouldn't let the woman's husband or you know whoever she was with see the fucking horror scene in the room. No, he was. They was there. Whoever she came with was there. He wouldn't let them leave after this incident happened because he didn't want them to go and leave and call the ambulance. Yeah. So oftentimes women were given drugs to induce labor delivered before the doctor even arrived at work. So this dude, Gosnell, had patients coming in and Out in the it lobby was like getting doped up by, getting doped up by these, these bogus ass doctors or whatever. And he wasn't even he wasn't even there majority yeah. of the time, so he trained these people to do this, and he wasn't even he wasn't even there majority of the time. And he so he would just show up in the fourth quarter like, all right, let's do it. Since that's crazy. it was one reason why he showed up, but I haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, um. So one former employee, if a baby was about to come out, I would take the woman to the bathroom. They would sit on the toilet, and basically the baby would fall out. Oh, come on! And man. it would be in the toilet, and I would be rubbing her back and trying to calm her down for two. Three or four hours until Mr. Gosnell came. So uh, I mentioned in the beginning of the story, my story that one patient died. So she was a 41-year-old, mm. this 90-pound woman, bro. Oh. She was 90 pounds. And already a high risk for a pregnancy. Yep, 41-year-old woman, 90 pounds, who had recently came to the United States from a resettlement camp in Nepal. Mm-hmm. When she arrived at the clinic, Gosnell, as usual, was not there. Office workers had her sign various forms and she could not read. Oh. So they began doping her up. This woman is 90 pounds, bro. Yeah. She received a re- she received repeated, unmonitored, unrecorded um injections of, of Demerol, a sedative a sedative seldom used in recent years because of its dangerous dangers. So Gosnell liked it because it was cheap. So he some drug that he used is <laughs> sedative these women that, that was that was cheap. After several hours, her name was Miss. Miss Monger simply stopped breathing. When when employees finally noticed, Gosnell was called in briefly. He so he came in the office. Uh-huh. He attempted to give her CPR. He couldn't use the um the frib the defibrillator. Yeah, he couldn't use that because it was broken. That's why he couldn't of use course. it. Of course, it's just for show. Yep. Nor did he administer emergency medication that might have restarted her heart. Cost too much money, man. I'm not gonna get into tap into the good stuff. Exactly. That's what it re- really. You know, you can assume that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was the shit. So the shit she's, in there didn't dead. work. She's dead. I'm not gonna use. It's not gonna work. Yeah. It's, it's a waste. So at this point, That's it's crazy. not even about him trying to. It's him trying to cover his ass. Yeah. It's not about. Like, oh. He's not. A, there's no hero. There's no helping. Yeah. This is a business, and he's trying to run it like a sleazy lump, yeah. like a slumlord. Yeah. Like, well, what's the cheapest way I can do this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he. This dude is wait, just so. Uh, Paramedics finally arrived, so they finally called the ambulance. They let him in. But Miss Monger was probably brain dead before they were even called. Yeah, for sure. In the meantime, the clinic staff had hooked up machinery and rearranged her body to make it look like they had been in the midst of a routine and safe abortion procedure. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Um, All of these people should be in jail. <laughs> at first, I was... Because I remember, I remember when we were teenagers, you worked at, like, a tax place that just disappeared one day. No, it wasn't tax place. It was, 
I was gonna bring that up. Okay, I'm glad you brought it up. Because I was like, I was trying to give them an excuse, like maybe yeah, they yeah, just yeah. a good money, you know, like I don't ask any questions. But the more stuff you tell me that these people are doing, yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit if you're just trying to make ends meet <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're doing hor- you're doing illegal things. Yeah, th- when I th- I was gonna bring that up because that that this story reminded me because I used to work with I used to work at a um a facility that was just with uh kids with sind- Down syndrome. Yeah. So, um, I was th- when I first got there, we used to do I used to do file work until they was like, okay, well, you guys did all that. You guys can you can just quit or you can just transfer over and just work with the kids. I was like, I work with kids. Why not? So I did that. I liked it. It was super cool. I mean, those kids are sweet kids. Yeah. So I did that. And then like one day I got there and it was just FBI everywhere. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I go in and it was like, oh yeah, this shit is shut down. <laughs> this shit is shut down because the people that was running it was like doing like insurance fraud. I was like, because these people had, I mean, it was like, it was a black couple. I don't know where they was from Jamaica. I don't know where they was from, but they had like all kinds of cars and shit. They was yeah. coming in all nice dressed, all nice or whatever. Man, they shut that down. All you saw was people coming out with boxes of files and shit. It was insane. It was wild. It was wild. That's the crazy shit I've, I've been a part That's of. That's what it reminded me of when I was like, this would be Fran in there with, with, sh- with some scrubs on. And like, oh yeah, no, I just do the files. <laughs> Yeah, just babies and shit. All up. Yeah, you. No, I I'm just like, do the. I didn't know anything yeah. that was going on. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I am in the IT department. That shit was wild. That's that. This story reminded me. That's funny that you brought that up. Um. Yeah. So even even then, there might have been some slim hope of reviving Miss Monger. The paramedics were able to generate a weak pulse, but because of the cluttered hallways and padlocked emergency that. door, it took them over twenty minutes to just to just find a way to get her out of the fucking building. Bags, shit everywhere, and Bro, shit. I'm, I'm gonna have nightmares about because it, it really is. It's it's this nightmare scenario where if like if you put a hospital in a hoarder's house, yeah, like I so I can get the because you know I love hoarders, so I have the visual of the foulness of this place. They're not throwing shit, and, away. They, and then you open the door and there's like procedures happening in, in, yeah. in rooms with dirty utensils and jars full of piss and. Yep. It, it just is, I'm getting such a visual from all this. It's, it's very trauma. I'm, I'm terrified. This yeah. is crazy. So doctors at the hospital managed to keep her heart beating, um, but they but they never knew what they were trying to treat, right? Yeah. So because Gosnell and his staff lied about how much anesthesia they gave, they given her and who had given it, probably yeah. some one of these well, staff that fucking, I don't know, the guy from Walmart or whatever. This woman was a small woman. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know anything about the dosage or, you know. That's a separate job. Somebody gets (laughs) paid like a hundred. An anesthesiologist comes in and gives you the drugs. That's That's how important it is. It's not like, oh, you can just wing it. There's a person who the doctor does the surgery or the surgeon does the surgery and the anesthesiologist comes in and does the drug part. That's how you have to be. You have to be trained. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh. Yeah, so they said they didn't know, they didn't know what they were treating because they didn't know who gave her the anesthesia. So Gosnell and his staff lied about how much anesthesia they have given her and who given it. By that point, there was no way to restore any neurological activity. Life support was removed the next day, and Carmaya Monger was pronounced dead. So they said they gave her such a lethal dose of anesthesia and painkillers during this during this abortion that she she should have. Anybody would have died. Yeah. Anybody. Let alone a 90-pound, 40-year-old yes. woman. So. And this guy's black? 
Yeah. Black podcast. Look, listen, black podcasters, because I, I don't know if Franz has the time to do let this. Me, let, let me get to this part first. Oh, I'm sorry. You, I'm whatever sorry, whatever I'm you're sorry. about to say, oh, sorry. Go ahead. keep it sorry, in mind. My, let me, my let bad. me finish sorry, this part. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So uh, um, another um, provocative detail, right? So a former employee testified that white patients often did not have to wait in the same dirty rooms as the black. Oh, get the Asian. fuck no, friend. No, you gotta stop, man. No, you gotta no, you gotta cut this out. This motherfucker Wild. was racist too. Why? <laughs> he had bro. a whites only section in his fucking hoarders medical lab. They don't stay in here. They go upstairs. They go upstairs oh, to the nice way. Get the fuck room. out of here. That's crazy. She was wild. Look at how deep seated the racism exists. This is crazy. Bro, this man works in in a a, a a a cruddy basement and he's like, oh no, white people go in a in a clean place. We have a, a vending machine. <laughs> There's that's crazy. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. There's color TV up there. Yeah, that's that's crazy, bro. That's wild. That that's insane. the crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did, what did you want to say? What I was going to say was, have you ever heard Doctor Death? The doctor, the uh, podcast. Spi- yeah, he was doing spinal surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this isn't. I don't know how this isn't a season of Doctor Death. Like this, they have to be working on this. And I said black podcasters because I feel like. There might be a chance that the Dr. Death people might be like, well, I'm like a white journalist from the NPR. I don't want to do this. I feel like I might be sounding racist if yeah, I'm yeah. saying this guy's evil. Just if that's the case, if that's why I haven't gotten this in like the fully flushed out interviews from the victims and not all that is because you a black a non person of color is scared to do the journalism. Yeah. Black journalists. This is a this is a you'll win awards podcast awards if you do the Dr. Death version of this thing that he's telling me right yes. now. That's crazy, bro. Yes. And you keep, it keeps going up. Up. It's, it's crazy. It's, it the is, racism the, part threw me up. All man. this shit and you got a whites only room. Man. Shit is wild, bro. Yeah, so what? Shit is crazy. So the white patients did not have to wait in the same dirty rooms as the black and Asian clients. Instead, Gosnell would personally escort them to the back steps <sighs> To the only Ent- clean office. The white's only en- white's only entrance too. Yep. Oh, and you know he's got a double arm. Like, oh, don't worry. He got yep. he's rubbing their hand with his other. Oh, this fucking what is that fucking dude from Django? Steven fucking from Django. Samuel Jackson's character. Yeah. This old Steven motherfucker, man, <laughs> taking them in through the back entrance, the white's only entrance to yep. the nice white clean room. Yep. How you gonna be all dirty and nasty like this? And you got the nerve to have a racist practices at your business too. Wow. Supposed to be giving back. I that's the last drop of redemption or anything yeah, that man. any of the people that work there had. Cause they because they know about that too. There's somebody who like handles that office and they feel like they're better than the people downstairs. Oh yeah, yeah white staff. He had some. Some of his staff was white. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they work in the. No, 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 no. He had, <laughs> there's no way he's like. You work up. Yeah, white people work. My white employees work in the whites. I wouldn't let white employees work down here this disgusting and do snipping. Up there, you just do paperwork. You give people water. Like You don't do any snipping up there. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You know what? Now I think about it. When he wasn't downstairs, he, that motherfucker was upstairs. Oh, you know that? Like in his downtime? <laughs> He's not hanging down there with them. No, no. They got color TV. There's a vending machine up there. White people are up there. Oh, that's where he hangs out. Yeah. And then he comes down. It's time, time to work. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Wow. This is a gross system. This is too bad. <laughs> it's just, this is nasty. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so he will personally escort them to the back steps, to the clean, to the only clean office. He will turn on a TV for them. I knew it was a TV. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was a TV in there. You, there's no TV in the, no. No. In the black, no. nothing. It's bags of shit. And, uh, yeah, oh, it's crazy. You, they can look at the bags oh. of shit. <laughs> this is, 
They can watch friends. They watch friends when they. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Of course. Big Bang Theory. Having a blast up there. (laughs) People laugh. Matter of fact, they just do regular abortions up there. Just regular. You know, early term. That's if that's how racist this feels to me. After you tell me that, it's like, oh, we just do regular. We can do regular abortions, like perfectly healthy, safe ones. The biohazard people come and pick this stuff up. It's all clean. We do regular abortions up there. This is where we do the crazy, nasty ones. Cats, they call me. Come down there. <laughs> hey man, I gotta call somebody late upstairs. Oh, oh, what, what do you want? I think she's gonna pick Chandler, and then he's gotta fucking stop watching Friends and, and then go down and do into that part. Right. Oh, he hates it. It's wild. And then he get mad, make speech. I I get to that. So in that area where the hospital, where this medical uh, place was at, it was a big African um, population there, mm, like immigrants. Yes, got it. So he didn't mind. He didn't mind you medicating. Your African American girls or your Indian girls, but if you had a white girl from the suburbs, oh, don't medicate her. I don't want y'all medicating them. I'll medicate. Call them. me. Oh, get the fuck out of here, yeah, man. Oh wow, so wow, so he had he had standards for what a good job. Oh, there's probably this guy's incapable of doing a good job. Yeah, but he knows that they shouldn't be doing that job. Yeah, but if it's black people, brown people, I don't, whatever, do it wrong. I don't give a shit. But white people, only a licensed physician, a medical person. Probably because those people probably aren't as people, poor, he's like, yeah, he's like, and also and like, they can go and fucking yeah. He's like people respect. Shit he's like people respect if you do if we do something. If a white girl gets hurt here, and we aren't we're on the news. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. That's what it that is. That's exactly what it is. It's racist, but it's not like oh, I love white people more. It's like. They'll people will care if they if they hear about a white girl exactly. coming out of here being hurt. Yep. But they won't care about these black and brown women getting yep. hurt. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. That's so crazy. he's like, oh y'all better not. Yeah. Y'all better wait. Y'all better wait until yeah. I come I come here to to medicate these women. Um, he would go in and talk to the patients first. So this was he he put it on a show. Oh, he did the whole. So work. it was just coming in with his little white jacket. Hello there. Talk coming with oh. a folder in his hand and shit. This clipboard, or whatever. Did you guys see the newest Big Bang Theory on the TV? Huh? Yep. Bazinga. Anyway, yep. uh, you know, which <laughs> medic? Do you have any allergies? Yep, exactly. Uh, and then one day I said something to him, and he was, and he was like, he said, "That's that's the way of the world, huh?" And this was like, and just brushed it off. It was. Like, oh yeah, this that's dude's just so what it desensitized. Is and and he he has no um conscious left. When you can laugh and shit when you're doing that, you're there's no like. Even when you get caught, there's not going to be some, like, moment of clarity. Yeah. You're just like that now. Yeah. Or maybe always was. Yep. So the anesthesia was frequently frequently dispensed by employees who never legally permitted, who were never legally permitted nor trained to do it, including a 15-year-old high school student who worked at the clinic who was required to work 50 hours oh. starting after school until 15, past midnight. A 15-year-old? 15 that's breaking like all the rules. <laughs> all of them. That's crazy, bro. And this he is not, break away with rules than that. This is <laughs> not Aritas. Like, this is not Aritas frozen Italian ice where you can just be like, you'll learn how to do the drips of the uh yep. anesthesia of the anesthesia. It's it's summer training. Yep. Like, this is not making snow cones. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. 15 working 50 hours. 50 hours that after been you. school. That would have been past you. midnight. Past midnight that, this, during during which she was exposed to the This is a good thing full, you didn't grow up in Philly. Yeah. She was exposed to the full hours of Gosnell's, um, for the full exposed to the full house of horrors of Gosnell practices. Um, so most employees didn't uh, object to anything he said except for this one, Marcella Stanley um, Chung, who told us that her training for anesthesia consisted of a fifteen-minute description by Gosnell 
and reading a chart he had posted in a cabinet. She was so uncomfortable medicating patients, she said that she didn't sleep at night. She knew that she, um, if she made a even a small error, I can kill this lady, and I'm not jail material. Yeah. One night um, in 2002, when she found herself alone with 15 patients, she refused Gosnell's directives to medicate them. She made an excuse, went to her car, and drove away and never came back. Same. Um, so Marcella immediately filed a complaint with the Department of State, but the department never acted on it. Look at that. Yep. So there were complaints, but just... Nobody cared. Nobody did anything. They're like, what, that clinic in that African neighborhood? Yep. Who cares? Yep. So uh, there was a girl that was 15 years old that was a, a um, accompanied by a relative. She said that... Um, she said to have Gosnell... Um, she, she she came in and was like, I, I don't want to do this. I, I'm changing my mind, right? Uh-huh. About abortion once inside the practice. Gosnell allegedly got upset, ripped off the patient's clothing, and forcibly restrained her. Oh, get the fuck the out of here. The patient later stated that Gosnell told her, this is the same care that I would give to my own daughter. She regained consciousness 12 hours later at her aunt's house, and the abortion um, the abortion having been completed against her will. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yep. Oh, this is like a, a horror villain. So there was another woman who was 28 years old who was five months pregnant. Uh, patient described the pain um, four days after abortion as being so bad she could barely walk. The patient described the she, she described that upon returning to the clinic because of the pain, ultrasound showed she had fetal remains left inside her uterus, oh. and that Gosnell suctioned these out without anesthesia. They can get infected, probably. And I was and she said she she was just laying on the table and crying, and she just asked the Lord to get me to get her through that all that pain. Um, and there was another fifteen. There was a fifteen-year-old um, that uh, damages damages awarded in court upon finding that Gosnell performed an abortion on a fifteen-year-old without parental permission. So this dude was just just, just it was just, it was just doing everything. it was he would serve anybody. Yeah, there was no rules or wow. Yep. Um, so that brings. So uh, in this article, you know, also another dark thing, probably, right. I mean, I don't know much about the Philly situation or the time of the year, but like there also could have been a lot of pimps and sex traffickers who bring in teenage sex workers, sex workers, I don't know what sex slave. I don't know what you, cause they can't consent at, yeah. like an underage sex worker girl mm. to get them to have abortions because they got pregnant from John's. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's just like, yeah, whatever. It's a, you, know, you got the money? Yeah. You know, oh, I'm sure that place has seen some oh, fucking yeah. dark shit. Like, just, like, two dudes in black t-shirts and sunglasses, like, here, do her. Yeah, probably. She's, she's got to get back to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's crazy. Yep. Um, so, uh, it says, uh, perhaps wondering, um, this is so in, this, in this article, I'm reading this from an article. It said, that brings us to a subject you've perhaps been wondering about. How on earth is this going for so long without anyone stopping it? The grand jury delved into very into that very question in their report, um, and said that the story got didn't get the appropriate amount of attention that from the news media that it should. Of course, right? So people people there were uh, complaints of wit. You know they you know yeah. when they did the raid, it was they had witnesses and nobody just did anything. The first line of defense was the Pennsylvania Department of Health. The de- department the, the 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 department's job is to audit hospitals and outpatient medical facilities, like Gosnell's, to make sure that they follow the rules and provide safe care. The department had contact with the, me- the Women's Medical Society dating back to 1979 
when it first issued approval to open an abortion clinic. It did not conduct another site review until 1989. Ten decade, years. Yeah, decade. <laughs> Ten strong. years. Ten years later, numerous violations were already apparent, but Gosnell got a pass when he promised to fix them. Um, and then it never came back to check that. Nope. Site reviews in 1992 and 1993 also noted various violations, but again, failed to ensure they were um, correct. It's like, I'll pro- I promise I'll fix them. Yep. But at least um, the department had been doing something up to that point. However, after 1993, even that pro form A effort came to an end. So the Department of Health uh, um, abruptly decided for political reasons to stop and to stop inspecting abortion clinics at all. The only exception to this live and let die policy was supposed to be for complaints dumped directly on the department's doorstep. Those at least would be investigated, except there were complaints about Gosnell repeatedly. Several different attorneys representing women injured by Gosnell contacted the department. A doctor from Children's Hospital of Philadelphia hand-delivered a complaint advising the department that numerous patients have came back from Gosnell with the same venereal disease. So him using the same instruments. Yeah, it's just passing fucking all type of venereal diseases. The medical examiner of Delaware County informed the department that Gosnell had performed an illegal abortion on a 14-year-old girl carrying a 30-week-old baby. Oh. And the department received official notice that the woman named Kamaya Monger had died at Gosnell's hands. Mm. Yet none of these, none of these um, rang any bells. But even this total um, abdication by the Department of Health might might not even been um, fatal. Another agency with authority in the health field, the Pennsylvania um, Department of State, could have stopped Gosnell single-handedly. So they had lawyers. They had other hospitals like. Y'all, you guys need to go check this out because we having patients come in and saying they went to this place and had these illegal abortions. But they weren't the right and patients. It, and it, Exactly. And they didn't do anything. The Department of State, um, through its Board of Medicine, licensed and oversees individual physician, physicians. Almost a decade ago, a former employee of Gosnell presented the Board of Medicine with a complaint that laid out the whole scope of his operation. The unclean, unsterile conditions, the unlicensed workers, the unsupervised um sedation, the underage abortion patients, even the over-prescribing of pain pills with a high resale value on the street. The department assigned an investigator who investigation consisted primarily of an off-site interview with Gosnell. The investigator never inspected the facility, questioned other employees, or reviewed any records. The department attorney chose to accept this incomplete investigation and dismiss the complaints as unconfirmed. Shortly thereafter, the department received an even more disturbing report about a woman years before Kamaya Monger who died of, of is it sepsis? Sepsis, yeah. sepsis after Gosnell um, perforated her uterus. Mm. The woman was 22 years old. A civil suit against Gosnell was settled for almost a million dollars. The insurance company forwarded the information to the department. The report have been, should have been all the confirmation needed for the complaint from the former employee that was already in the department's possession Instead, the department attorneys dismissed the complaints to um, the same thing that happened the last time. That's a rough way to go, sepsis. Man. Yep. Um, so this it, this whole thing happened again and again and again, and still nobody did uh, nobody did anything. So Philadelphia Health Department employees regularly regularly visited the Women's Medical Society to retrieve blood samples for testing purposes, but never noticed or more likely never bothered to report that anything was amiss. Another employee inspected the clinic in response to a complaint that 
that dead fetuses were being stored in paper bags in the employee's lunch refrigerator. The inspection confirmed numerous violations, but no one follow up, no follow up was ever done. A health department a representative also came to the clinic as part of the citywide vaccination um, program. She promptly discovered that Gosnell was scamming the program. She was the only employee, city or state, who actually tried to do something about the appalling things she saw there. But asking questions and poking around, she was able to file a detailed report identifying many of the most um, egregious elements of Gosnell practices. practices. It should have been enough to stop him, but instead her reports went into a black hole weeks before Miss Mongo walked into the Women's Medical Society. Yeah. So she did this before that lady was killed, and still nobody did anything. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. So Pearl, who was Kermit's wife, was charged with abortion, was charged with abortion of a 24, with, at 24 or more weeks conspiracy and participating in a corrupt organization. Yep. She pleaded guilty to these charges on December 13th of 2011, and Pearl Gosnell was sentenced to 7 to 23 months in prison. Elaine O'Neill of Phoenixville was convicted of conspiracy charges and theft by deception. She was also sentenced to six to 23 months of, of house arrest, two years of probation, and 100 hours of community service. Mm. Stephen Massif, who was a medical school graduate who lacked a license, pleaded guilty in November 2011 to two counts of third-degree murder for the deaths of two babies who had been alive. Karima Cross, who testified at the state trial, she had seen at least 10 babies breathe after being aborted um, but who were killed, pleaded guilty to federal drug charges over improper dis- distribution of pain medicine from Gosling Cliff. I ain't even gotten there yet. What did you say? She was charged of improper distribution of med- of, of pain medicine from Gosling Cliff. Oh, so he was, oh, yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> no. I heard you say that at a point. So yeah, he- you know. Um, Adrian Modin, who pleaded guilty to third-degree murder, admitting to cutting the neck of 10 babies and, and to racketeering charges. She was sentenced to 11 and a half to 23 months in prison. Linda Williams was convicted of two counts of third-degree murder and sentenced to five to ten years for her crimes. She was a white lady. Um, Sherry West was convicted and they of, gave her that much time? Yeah. Wow. Sherry West was convicted of third-degree murder and other charges, having admitted to administering the overdose that killed Miss Miss Monger. She was sentenced to five to ten years in prison. Madeline Joe of Philadelphia, the clinic's office manager, pleaded guilty to conspiracy charges. Elizabeth Hampton, Gosnell's sister-in-law, admitted to charges of perjury. She was sentenced to one year probation. Tina Baldwin pleaded guilty to racketeering, conspiracy, and corruption of a minor. She was sentenced to 30 months in prison. And pro- I'm sorry, 30 months of probation. So on, on May of 2013, the jury reported that they were deadlocked on two counts. After returning to deliberations, the jury convicted Gosnell of three counts of murder, one count of a violent, involuntary manslaughter, and over 200 lesser counts, including um, infant, infanticide, yeah. infanticide and racketeering. He was found not guilty on one of the counts of murder. The murder charges Gosnell was convicted of concerned babies referred to as Baby A, um, also known as Baby Abrams and Baby, Baby Abrams and as Adam, and Baby C and Baby D. On May 13th of 2013, Gosnell struck a deal with the prosecution in which he agreed to waive all his appeal rights regarding his com- his conviction on the day earlier. In exchange, prosecutors allowed Gosnell to be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So he got... I'm, the death penalty must he have got, been taped for a second. No, geez. no. So he, he was sentenced to three life terms, and then he had 30 years on top of that. Um, So he got 30 years because Gosnell was convicted of illegally distributing painkillers... Yeah. He was charged with illegally distributing and 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 staggering a staggering amount of painkillers such as oxycotton, totaling hundreds of, of thousands of pain of pills. All right, 
Many of the drugs he distributed were later sold on the streets by drug dealers. Gosnell was sentenced to 30 years imprisonment for the crime. So he got that added on with... This fucking guy did all this and flooded the streets? Crazy, man. That's wild. Crazy. Um, So just, I have like a little bit of facts here. So Miss, the family of Miss Monger brought a wrongful death suit against Gosnell and sought to freeze his assets to prevent him from transferring them to other people um, to avoid pain. So in September of 2015, a judge in Philadelphia... Um, court awarded nearly $4 million in, in compensation damages to Manga's daughter. Um, however, reports that Gosnell had few assets by this time made it doubtful whether any of the money would be even paid. Yeah. By this time, he, he didn't have And anything. if I did have it, you're not going to find it. It's yeah. off some Cayman Shores and off, off, offshore accounts. Fucking guy knew what he was doing. Um, yeah, so uh, the end of the article was just talking about the media coverage, right? Yeah. So they were saying that this guy was... Had women having babies in toilets. Yeah. Uh, spreading gonorrhea, spreading chlamydia to these women because he wasn't disposing these instruments that he was using. He was just fucking reusing them. He had a 15-year-old administering fucking anesthesia. He had uh, workers playing games and uh, selling narcotics and all kinds of shit going on. And it was like, why wasn't this headline of the news? Right? But... This is what the victims were because of the yeah because of the victims and also by it this was also led by abortion which was a big story a headline st- that's even insane. even even from the perspective of like a conservative news station they'd be like there's this clinic aborting late term baby you would think this would be all over the news but it, it's it's who the victim is it, it's, exactly they don't and feel I, the need to go rally for these babies the way they always do for these these just hypothetical babies that they're concerned about why women shouldn't get abortions. Now there's a clinic in Philly. Women are dying yep. and whatever. It's like, yeah, but they don't look good on TV. And, like and, they, they, yeah. and, and, and they said that they was like this, that they had, they, it was a place where an office, there was a, a separate office for white women who were attended by a doctor and black women were pawned off yeah. on clueless untrained staffers. Any, sorry, any single one of those things would itself make, for a blockbuster story. Yeah. It's even conceivable that an optometrist who attended to his white patients in a clean office while an intern took care of the black patients in a filthy room wouldn't make national headlines. Yeah, it's like this guy was begging to get a biopic about his terrible life story because he was doing all of these things that are, if, if you substitute what the victims look like, there would be a thousand think pieces, uh, movie rights, all kind of stuff. I mean, he had a whites only room. He had horrific conditions. He was breaking all these rules, the ages of the girls, all of these things. And, and all of these things were at one point reported in every way. And none of them got anybody to do anything about, you know, with taking action. Nothing. It's crazy. So, yeah. So there was, there is a, um, like a documentary or something that's called uh, Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. I tried to look it up on um, Amazon prime, but you have to, it's not even on there anymore. Like it's, it pops up, but yeah. it's like no longer available on, on Amazon prime. So there's no star know. power in that movie. I've yeah. So I don't know anything about that, but uh, what's his name again? Um, Kermit Gosnell. But uh, I do want to read, I do want to mention, um, I, I did get my story from, um, Wikipedia and I got it from this article that was written from the Atlantic.com by Connor Friedersdorf. Um it was a great article. So shout shout out to him. Shout he did a great him. job on this article. I just wanna make sure I get that 
my sources out there. But that was my story of Kermit Gosnell, the House of Horrors. Yeah, House of Horrors, horrors indeed. Yeah. Uh, just want to say there's a book by Cheryl Sullinger called The Trial of Kermit Gosnell, mm. The Shocking Details, and what, dot, 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 I don't know, and what it revealed about the abortion industry in America. So I will be adding that to my Kindle list or whatever. I'll be checking that out because I'm enthralled by this story. Sorry if yeah. I jumped in a lot. It's just a lot. Um, yeah, man, this dude. So I the, got really the whole the whole shit where it was just like, oh yeah, he sent the you know white woman when he came in. He yeah, a lot of just a lot of like a lot of like wait a minute. There's a lot of those yeah. in, in your story <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. week. A lot of like wait, hold on, I got to jump in here on that one. Yeah, yeah. So again, sorry about that if I if I overstepped, but it was a fantastic story. Um, very interesting. A lot of topics that we are not versed in. I hope yeah, we didn't sure. offend. I hope I hope if I if if I need to put a trigger warning, I don't know if I did or not. I don't know if I need to do that. I'm not sure. Sorry in advance. This is not something that uh, either of us are really familiar with the emotional aspects and, you know, even the physical ramifications of an abortion. So I don't, you know, not never intending to like trigger anybody or hurt anybody's feelings or speak out of turn, but what a story. Wow. Um, Women's rights, man. I mean, you know, this is, this is why you need to legalize abortion because these things are going to happen regardless and you don't want them to happening be happening in a place with a flea ridden kit, cat and whites only rooms and blood on the Crazy. walls and you just want people to be able to get medical care safely. That's always should be the objective, even in America where everything's a billion dollars if you have like a fucking splinter in your toe. But to him, he was he was he was like, I'm giving back. I'm yeah, that's the nasty part about it is because I feel like maybe to the out no they had to know what was up with this dude. I was gonna say maybe to the outside world they think he's this. Nice guy trying to help the community, but really, they know. This place had to, even if people aren't coming and journalists and stuff, the people around the way know, like, don't go in that building because that dude's doing some dark shit in there. They had, that had to be the rep on the block. I don't know, man, because, like, they were distributing drugs out of there. That place was hot, man. It was jumping. But was for hot. all the wrong reasons that, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a, a clinic shouldn't yeah. be jumping Except for upstairs. Upstairs is neat. Beautiful. It was spotless upstairs. Beautiful. Oh, probably had like seashell wall, uh, uh, like hand painted seashells on the wallpaper. Oh, it was beautiful, man. I'm picturing like, oh, I'm picturing very. I'm just trying to figure out opulent. What? What? How did the besiegers go upstairs? It was no complaints I, at all. I feel nothing. Like in my mind, it's like we do. We just do regular. We got James up there who was uh, licensed. Uh, yeah, oh, he's great. Whatever. Oh, he's he top, stays he's upstairs. Top, he's top five in it. He's he top stays five. Upstairs. He's top five in it. He doesn't industry. leave upstairs at all. Yeah. He's put his headphones on. All the noise downstairs, he just don't care. That's, I mean, that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing like a whole different world. Oh my! Like they don't even do illegal stuff up. He probably changed his name up there. It's it's like a separate business. Like this is my legal (laughs) business. This is what I I went to school and everything. This is what people think my practice is. Yeah, they don't even know that's happening down there. Like upstairs, this is what it looks like. That's the basement. Yeah, that's just the basement on on paper. Yeah, 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 but we got other shit going on down there. But upstairs. That's where the actual like LLC and all the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for this. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, wow. Great job, Fran. Yeah. I mean, wow. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So uh, stick around. All right, and we are back, Fran. My affirmative murder this week is actually in the medical field, scammer okay. vein as well. So yeah. you know, wow, you know, simpatico. Uh, great minds think alike. My affirmative murder this week is the story of Huan Lin. Huan. Huan. Huan Lin. Where is he from? Um, he's from China. But okay. I, you know, I have his province and everything. I'll get to it in the okay. story. Um, my sources were Murderpedia and The Guardian. Mm. 
Um, so Hu Wan Lin is thought to be one of the world's most prolific medical serial killers. Mm-hmm. He would eventually be arrested in connection with the deaths of at least 146 people. I'm sorry, that's good. Now, both our stories in the medical in medical field or whatever. So yes. It's like, how do these people, are these people going into learning this profession and going, I want to make a change. I want to help. Oh, my guy didn't learn anything. My guy is along the veins of uh, Dr. Malachi Who's Love. Okay. Uh, okay. Like my guy, Dr. Malachi Love, the black dude with his, with his oh, thumb yeah, on his yeah. chin uh-huh. that just was like, I'm going to just do this. Like, just, I just fraudulent? Kinda, yeah. But he, I think for some, in some ways, he this guy, my guy, who won, who won Lin, believes some of the shit that he was kicking out there. Mm, where yeah. Dr. Malachi Love was just like, I'm trying to get to the bag. He's so I'm a massage therapist. Is doctor. that his name? Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Malachi Love Robinson. I think is his full name. He's like a hyphen, but lo- Love is in his name. He's in prison, right? Doctor Love. He was in. He got. He he's out again? He, no, no. Oh, he might be. He might be in again. He, but he's in again. So he was in for that scamming the medical thing or whatever. Got out. Then went to Florida. Got arrested for like buying a car. Trying to yeah, find something. Some other version shit. of scamming. Some other thing. Grand theft or something help. like that. He's a scammer. He can't help. Scammers gonna scam. That's what they do. Shout out to Lisa. Uh, yeah, shout shout out to Lacey uh, from uh, Scam Goddess. Anyway, um, so like I said, Huan Lin is thought to be one of the world's most prolific serial killers. He would eventually be arrested in connection with the deaths of at least 146 people. Damn. But it's suspected of more. Huan Lin was born in the city of Mian Yang, Sichuan province, in or around 1949. And only completed primary school, which here in America is like age six to eleven range, like elementary those school. those grades, yeah, those elementary school. to sixth grade or something like that's it. Formula, formulative school. He was imprisoned for intentional homicide, swindling, and abducting and trafficking in women. Damn. While in prison in 1993, inspiration struck him, and he decided to open a medical practice in prison. Just in prison. Mm-hmm. Working on working on prisoners. He was like a in in house. They're a doctor in the house. Yes, in the big house. <laughs> uh, four years later, who was released from prison? And although he had no legal certification, he continued to practice medicine in Shanxi. And he started two hospitals there, like exactly like Doctor Malachi Love. I mean, he started practices, hosp- medical practices, and he's not been the sc- he. Only went to the sixth grade. What, the are, what, is, what is the criteria? What is the process of opening up in a hospital? None. Do you want to open a hospital? No, but that's, I mean, no, I'm saying that's the, the criteria. Oh yeah, just is yes? that what you would like cool. to do? Cool. Okay, well, that's okay. That's fine. If you got the money, just to yeah. Do you have the money? To, do you have the money to pay the rent on the building? Then you could be you can just could be a party that city. You can, you can do whatever you want in here. Party. It's your business to rent uh, to to do with. It's your space. Um, so yeah, this con- uh, him uh, having these two hospitals. This continued until February of 1998, when he was banned by local authorities. Who then went to Hena? Um, sorry, who? who? Yeah, who? Him? Oh, okay. Yeah, who then went to Huanan in June of 1998? A lot of who's in this. Uh, who referred to himself as a miracle worker, who could diagnose patients with only a cursory examination that might last only like five seconds. Which is what I do to like determine whether or not somebody's gonna eat the rest of their food. That's how I try to get people's leftovers. Like, eh, you're not gonna eat all that. Like, that's the amount of time he would be like, I eat cancer. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and treat you for cancer. Like, and he has no experience. In that's the how he food. diagnoses patients. Yeah, he just eyeball it. That's insane. You know, and always Sonny Mac would be like a, a virtual a virtual pat down. Yeah, he'd like, 
Yeah. He just eye you up and down. Be like, yeah, you got gallbladder stones. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and do some go do some chi for that. Yeah. So uh, he worked in the traditional practice of shigan, which requires the healer to emit chi from their body. The chi would have curative powers without physical contact being necessary. So he could just kind of like you know all this hold stuff. my hand out and. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if you ever seen um like uh, kung fu scammers no. where they have people who like they use chi for uh, martial arts. Hmm. They're some of my favorite videos. It'll be like a white dude with a beer belly, and he'll be have like the gi on with the belt, and he'll be hmm. like, "Watch this!" Suit, and he'll just throw his hand, and eight people fall. Yeah, they're all in on it though, of course. But that's what he means by chi. Like, I don't have to physically cure you of rickets. I just like whoosh. Over your forehead, and then the chi healed you. Yeah, that's what he's telling people. He's not just saying like I can make your aura better, or you, I can fix you spiritually. He's saying I can without touching. That you. sounds more believable. That sounds yeah. You can <laughs> uh, uh, people heal people's auras yeah. and their spirits, and I I can buy into that. Yeah, but you telling me that my me, back is gonna be fine after you do. Yeah, that? that's what I mean. Like <laughs> you, I'm gonna use my chi to correct your spina bifida. Yeah. That's what he's telling people. That's How do you feel after? I don't understand. Don't you feel the same? Hey, man, sometimes all you got is hope. Uh, there were thousands of such practitioners in China, like guys that were doing this, this uh, Shigong. Mm. Uh, and, they had a, and a lot of them had a ton of eager followers. Who himself became a, became a public figure, having his medical practice and medical miracles that they were described as, praised by a well-known novelist in China. But scientists denounced him. Which is who mm. should really matter. Like the people who are saying, no, I mean, you can't fix somebody's astigmatism with willpower. Yeah. You know, so, and they're like, whatever. This guy who writes these great books, he said that this guy's great. Who sold homemade herbal medications, which were mixed with mineral salt, with the mineral, with the mineral salt, uh, marabolite. Who theorized that all diseases are caused by water, Fran? Okay. And uh, in order to be cured of those diseases, you had to de- you had to be dehydrated by magic medicine. Mm. That's where you'd be cured because all diseases come from water. Mm. So that's where all the salt is going. All the all the, all the salt is going into all the parts of your body, and sucking up all that hydration and fluid and whatever in your body. Who are there buying all the salt from the stores and shit? Yeah. And then he's got all his patients are sitting around looking like dried out SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I need water. I need Sunday. water. Sandy, I need water. Sandy. A wallet. <laughs> a watch. That's such a good episode. SpongeBob. I love it. <laughs> Who didn't actually save any of his patients? In fact, many died. Mm. And those deaths could be clearly attributed to his legal and unsafe practices, uh, yeah. including the distribution of magic medicine that contain lethal amounts of sodium sulfate, hmm. which does something bad in, in high, high doses. It's, it's lethal. Like I said, who was arrested in January, 1999, Fran? What about it? Who, who, you asking who, me? Yeah. Who, who was, who was? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I listen, folks, I tried my hardest not to make that joke, <laughs> but it's, it, I say it so many times I had to get one out. That's the only one <laughs> we'll move forward. Uh, he was, he was 50 years old. And he was also suspected in causing the deaths of nearly 150 patients. He was charged with illegally practicing medicine and was found guilty and sentenced to 15 years in prison. That's it? He was killing people, though. He was killing some people. Some people? Was, how many patients did he have? Didn't say? That's what I'm saying to you. Uh, if 150 of them died, that might be 150 out of 10,000 people. Oh, okay. He was yeah. like a fucking like yoga guru. Like the way how people go and see 
the Dalai Lama or something. So he had like, a huge, like a huge know, following. Yeah, huge following, and they, he thought they thought he was like a spiritual icon. Oh, so there was thousands of people coming to see him. Yeah, and 150 of them died from his, you know, advice or medical, you know, help or whatever. So, but there's but those thousands. Was, of but people. those people was like just an anomaly. They was just like, oh well, they just, oh well, they just, yeah, it just happened. They to clearly them. are just. They don't believe, yeah, yeah, you know, or something like that. You know, I'm sure he had some kind of way to spin it. Mm. So again, that scammer, that scammer mentality can just creep into any facet of the world. You know, and as soon as you start seeing money from it, desensitize yourself, or even worse in this case, you start believing the shit that you're selling. Where he's like, "Oh, I'm a god," or like, "I'm have a a direct line to Jesus, so I can touch you and you know whatever." Yeah, that's when you live. I'm like, I'd I, rather I'm you a, be like, I, I much prefer my scammers. Like when the doors are closed, they just go like, take the wig off. And like, I got these people eating out of the palm of my hand, man. This is all fucking, uh, it's bullshit, man. Yeah. Like that to, dude. To come fucking, on, be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that that dude uh, in Houston, what's that dude with that mega church? Joe Olstein. That white guy? Yeah. I hope when he goes home, he's like, man, these people are fucking stupid. I'm they sure thought I was going to let them stay in my fucking nice church when the, when it was floods. Ugh, you got stink. I hope he's like that. Then instead, like I'm just a vessel of God at, at home. Yeah, I'd be like, look, Joe, you got it's dinner time. Man. Is that the one that bought the boat or some shit? No, that's the oh. guy. The guy that brought the plane. Yeah, he that. was like, I can't fly with sinners. Yeah, I need so I need to fly on my own private plane. Yeah, I also hope that guy goes home. He's like, I can own a plane. Yeah, <laughs> what idiots! They just keep giving me their money. I'd rather that than them. Wow. You really believe that shit that you're that you're saying? Yeah, I'd rather. I that. would be too. Just be a scammer. I'd rather you just be a scammer. Not a crazy person and a scammer. Yeah. Because then you don't even think you're scamming. Like, I told them to give me all their earthly possessions. And then they go to heaven in the second life. I really believe that. I really believe, like, if you give me all the money in your bank account, that's for here. But you have a place waiting for you in the sky. I'd rather you just, when you go home, you go... (laughs) I fu- like I, I care a lot. Right. You hit the vape, and then I took all their money yeah. and transferred it to my bank account. Yeah. Man, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I told him he had a room in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I told her she was gonna see her great grandma again. <laughs> this bitch is a hundred years old. What an idiot! Ah, <laughs> uh, bring the car around. Let's go gamble. Oh, I'd rather shit. that than you be like. And you know, up there, there's a mansion. Everybody gets a mansion. Yeah. You have a mansion, and you just give me. I know you only have a one bedroom house here, but if you give me the deed to that, you get a mansion in heaven. Yeah, that is hallelujah. Insane. I'd that rather you. That's all bullshit. Than you talk like that when the cameras are off too. I just would love to be in the room. I would claw my nails <laughs> off of my skin to get out of that room. I, I tell you what, the time when I, when I ruptured my Achilles, we went to one of Sierra's dad's concerts, mm-hmm. and you know the concert was fun and everything. And then two people that were there watching the concert, they came up to me and they was like, "Hi, yeah, we saw you, and you had your um, you know, your boot, like yeah. your cast boot, mm-hmm. and we were just wondering if we could pray for you." Oh, In my shit. mind, I was like, like when they go home and go, go to bed, yeah, like they get on their knees and hey, dear Lord, yeah, <laughs> that black man that we met, uh, that's what I thought yeah. was they meant. So I was yeah. like. Yeah, say too. I was like, pray, yeah, please. You said, yeah? I was like, yeah, pray for me. Please. That'd be great. Oh, but I'm okay. thinking like they're going to walk away oh, and go home and pray. No, they did they right dropped there. knee. They got down and like put their hands on, on, my, foot? on my boot. And please, God, heal this. And I'm just oh, standing there. I got my cane in my hand. I'm looking around. Oh, me, and Sierra, me and Sierra caught eye contact. I had to put my shoulder. She didn't take a picture? No. She was, everybody, I was, she was frozen. I just had the shoulder shrug like Michael Jordan. Like, I don't fucking know what to do. Do I like. That is insane. I, and they just, they were down there for like 30 seconds. And please, God, the aspersions and bring his Achilles. Make the one, make one, two, one again and connect them together. I was like, 
And then they were finished, and I was like, thank you. If I come here one day and you, like, turn to a different person, they did that shit. <laughs> this was, like, three <laughs> years ago. But still, it was it was, it was. They went the seeds. They it was slow. Yeah, I was like, hello, Fran. Hello, God bless. <laughs> I'm like, normal SpongeBob? I was like, no, oh, I'm Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah, so like I said, he got 15 years in prison. And also, as part of his punishment, he was no longer allowed to vote for five years, Fran. And he had to pay a large fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, oh, no. <laughs> this authoritarian country yeah. won't let me vote anymore. Their votes don't even matter in China. It's authoritarian, so it doesn't. their votes don't matter. Anyway. What are you going to say? I, I don't. I don't care because I already know who's going to win or some shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like spin it some type oh, of way. no, I can't vote for <laughs> General Xi again. He's going to win again. He's going to win. Oh, I got to. I can't do the lie. <laughs> it's like if you lost your right to vote in North Korea. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, no. What if Kim Jong-un doesn't win? Anyway. <laughs> he might not win without my vote. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so at some point after his 1999 sentence, who was released early for reasons I could not find? Uh, in 2013, who organized the health retreat for 12 of his, quote, patients? Mm. Also, health retreat is in quotes, too, because this guy doesn't, doesn't know. He doesn't. Nothing he does is healthy for anybody. What was the retreat? In his, in his house? No, I'm sure they went somewhere so, in, the <laughs> woods, in the woods or something. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Uh, a 22-year-old college student named Yun Zhuzhang, uh, who was a devotee of traditional Chinese medicine, died after taking substances provided by who at the event? Wow. This is after he's already, he's out. Yeah. God, I went right back to it. Because I got a fan base, man. I can't, like, just, I can't retire. I get this back. Yeah, I can't give this game up. He's like fucking uh, ace and fucking paid in full. So if I leave, you know, the game gonna miss me. <laughs> I can't just give up giving people salt. Right. Given that, given that speech about What if he was making some people, shit while he was in jail? What is what? Up some shit. what oh, I'm doing? sure he didn't, like, take a break yeah, yeah. in jail. I'm sure he was like, what am I going to hit him with when I get, when out. I get out? Yeah. What's like, going like, to be? The, yeah, oh, yeah, man. I, from now on, all you drink is butt juice. Yeah. <laughs> just straight pick, from the just, butt. Just pick 12 exclusive uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> followers yeah, or whatever. My, yeah, my disciples. Anyway, like I said, he, uh, so a young man at his retreat, health retreat died. Uh, while on trial once again, he found the student's official autopsy results hard to believe, claiming that he frequently consumed one and a half kilograms of the salt and liquid mixture without any ill effects. He's like, I drink this shit all the time. I don't sure know what you did. guys are talking about. Yeah, right. I drink this shit every day. Yeah. All right. I'm sure George Foreman has a George Foreman grill in his house. I'm sure they use them you all. You think George Foreman has his own Foreman grill? No, I don't think George you Foreman. Think has I don't think George Foreman is dumping a grease trap. <laughs> No, he has a chef making his burgers. You think George Foreman's big ass is going to, oh, man, I'm hungry. I'm George Foreman first, the first. Yes. George Foreman number seven. Would you also like a burger that's wet? And I then he, he goes. That sounds and, like Charles Barkley. But they all I, sound like that. All bald, all yeah. bald black men over yeah. six foot nine. They all sound crazy. He had, a all, form, he had the Foreman grill. There's no way he had a Foreman yeah. there's, no there's no way he had the Foreman grill you had. Yeah. <laughs> He he didn't have the Foreman yeah, grill everybody else he had. had. The super sized Foreman yeah, grill. Yeah, he had some kind of crazy exclusive Foreman grill. You don't he doesn't you don't he doesn't do his Foreman grill burgers the same way. Do you anybody do. still have Foreman grills? I wouldn't Fuck know. Fuck no, they're no. Foreman grill. That was shit. A Foreman grill, listen, man. <laughs> it's disgusting. The juice runs out from the little slots. And then you gotta take a, a rag and go in between the waffle lines because there's like that pink fat gelatinous stuff that comes off the burger and then that goes into a trap yeah. and if you don't dump that trap in time it like solidifies yeah. and oh uh, and you gotta scoop it out yeah and then and what do you use that to make bacon or something eggs the it, next day it was delicious though it's a burger yeah the burger would have been delicious on a, <laughs> on a skillet too yeah what did it do it just the grease it was less greasy 
I don't even know. Yeah, like it was it was still it the was cool. It was, it was, it was, cool. It was cool. It's like, yeah, you fold it. I know, I get the motion of it. Yeah, it's cool to say like oh, you Foreman. want me to cook you up some burgers on the George Foreman? Yeah, you know, but he used to take... knock he used to knock people out and he used to that so Swim used to knock the fat off the burger. <laughs> is that the slogan? <laughs> this burger will have you down for the count. You're like, what the fuck kind of shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker just made up the, the the slogan for the Foreman Grill. <laughs> the burgers were a knockout too. I'm sure. I bet. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Beijing's health insurance provides limited coverage to most rural residents, leading some to seek out cheaper alternative treatments. So a lot of the people that come to him can't go get traditional medical help right. because they can't afford it because their insurance doesn't cover it. Right. Very similar story to here in the United States. Yeah. China also has a long history of traditional medicine, much of it with no orthodox scientific evidence backing it up, which has been blamed for driving illegal uh, illegal trade and endangered illegal trade and endangered species. Yeah. So basically my point is that poverty and old school traditions has led to a market of fake healers and snake oil salesmen in China. Mm. But instead of snake oil they'll be like, "Why don't you buy some rhino horn or why don't you buy elephant tusk?" And then so it, you know, you have a population the size of China. I mean, even in the rural parts, you're talking about millions of people. Yeah. So you're talking about a market of people who will buy powdered elephant tusk. Mm. And then now you take that over to, you know, uh, you know, the deserts of Africa or wherever. And now poachers are killing elephants to powder up the rhino horn or powder up the elephant tusk and send that to China. Mm. And now you're endangering elephants and rhinos and there's rhinos walking around with no horns. All because this market of one poverty. So you can put premiums on it too, right? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And also you flood the market gets flooded because yeah. they're like, We're a fucking struggling country. Our government's corrupt and they don't share the wealth with the people of Africa That's in this crazy. country. So we need to illegally sell elephant tusks until there's no more elephants left. We don't want there to be no more elephants left, but I'm not gonna not make money to feed my not family. Feed, yeah, yeah. So it, it creates all these it, it creates exploitation and all these it's like a trickle down effect. Yeah. But it all starts with the Chinese government is not providing health care to its rural people. Mm. And so they can't afford to just go to a hospital. So they have to go and, and continue to believe. Not saying that there's anything wrong, wrong with traditional Chinese medicine. I think that acupuncture is interesting and there's other things that I've Reiki healing and there's things that I think can be effective. But if you're if you're doing that because you can't afford to get medical that medical help that you're seeking because it's too expensive and you're so you're turning to like suspicions and stuff yeah. not that and that was a bad example because um acupuncture and reiki healing they're actual they're real practices this guy would be like why don't you drink salt i'm about to say and scientific studies behind that right? yes that's what i mean that was a bad works. example yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a bad example that's what i mean as far as western versus eastern medicine. i get what you, I get what you were saying, this wasn't right? even eastern medicine what this guy's doing he just is like just like let me what wave my hand over you yeah that'll be five hundred dollars I don't have a mouth sore. I have yeah. my, my fucking back is cricket. I don't have a scratchy throat. He's like, yeah, gargle it and then drink it and then drink another glass that of that insane. and you won't have ulcers anymore. That's wild. So and because they can't afford to go get their ulcers taken care of the tradition, like the new school medical way, yeah. they have to continue to turn to tra uh, traditional old school remedies of China and, you know, spiritual and stuff like that because they can't afford medical care. In some cases, I'm sure there's some people that also just like black people drink ginger ale for everything. Yeah. So I'm sure whatever the Chinese equivalent but of that works. is, hey man, 
It I doesn't have ale in the name for no reason. <laughs> it, 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 it's for people who are ailing. And then it takes care of that with the ginger. Yeah. That's in the, it's in the name. It's in the word. It's ginger ale. Just break yeah. it down. The ginger ails you. Yeah. In a time of need. Yep. Anything. Broken bones. Yeah. Flu. COVID. Drink a lot of ginger ale. I got that stomachache. Oh, better give me a ginger ale. Yeah. Put that ginger on there. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there, whatever the equivalent in China is, I'm sure there's people who believe that X does Y yeah. in, in any scenario. But there are also people who are like, I just can't afford to go to a doctor. So I have to go to, I have to go to somebody who, to, to tell about this boil on my neck. Yeah. So fucking here comes my man. Who? That's crazy. Who are you going to call? Who? <laughs> Lou Wei, one of whose protégés who promoted him online as a medical master who could cure diabetes and AIDS was sentenced to 11 years in prison by a court in Hu- in Huanan in central China. Huan Lin was sentenced to another 15 years in prison. He is currently still alive and in prison today. He is around 71 years old. Mm. And I think it would be hilarious if he really does drink that salt shit every day and he lives to be 125 years old. He's I like, told I told you, you it works. <laughs> Some bad. people just, you got it, but you also have to believe. I'm going to outlive my sentence again. <laughs> it's like, you know, this was 2014 when he got sentenced. So he's been in prison for about six years. No way. Almost no, seven. No way he's, he's drinking fucking. Salt water? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't find it I don't find it unfathomable that he could live another, like, five, seven years, get out, and then see what happens. I don't know. He's back at it. Huan Lin might be back on the streets. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was my affirmative murder, the story of Huan Lin. Um, I, found it, I just found it to be interesting, and I had no idea that you were going to do a medical thing, too. Yours was so... A lot. Wow. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into some good vibes, though. That's right, folks. It's time for another segment of Good Vibes. We're rounding the corner towards the end of a very entertaining episode, I must say, Frank. Your story was captivating and very um, uh visceral caused a lot of squeamishness and moving around in my seat. I really, uh, I really, uh, got a lot out of your story. I appreciate that. I'm going to probably going to give me some pretty dark nightmares. Uh, but anyway, good vibes though, right? Good vibes time. Uh, Fran, my good vibe story this week is, uh, turn this down for fucking chain smokers music. Uh, anyway, uh, so scientists, Fran have discovered a psychedelic like drug that doesn't cause hallucinations. Fucking boring, if you ask me. But I am a, I'm an advocate of, uh, you know, using psychedelic drugs to, you know, explore the inner workings of your mind and get expressive and explore emotion and things like that. So you get that. You get all of that without the tripping, which is good for some people, I guess. Anyway, <clears throat> a new psychedelic, a, a new psychedelic like wonder drug could treat depression and post-traumatic stress disorder without causing any hallucinogenic trips. Uh, psychedelics have long shown promise for treating a host of mental illnesses. And now scientists have, have identified a compound that provides only the benefits named AAZA154. Got to come up with a better name for that. That's the name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The science name. You know, it's going to hit the streets and be called something else. It's going to be called like normal, normal trip or some shit like that. Some, some fucking, actually, you know what? This doesn't do anything fun. So probably just keep calling it AAZA154. This just come in like a, pill bottle anyway it has the potential to repair chemical pathways in the brain according to u.s researchers study co-author david olson 
a chemist at the University of California, Davis, explained one of the problems with psychedelic therapies is they require close guidance and supervision from a medical team. A drug that do, a drug that doesn't cause hallucinations could be taken at home. I take hallucination hallucinogenic drugs at home all the time without any uh, supervision. So, but that's just me. Anyway, experiments using a fluorescent sensor called PsychLight showed the new drug activates a gene that makes serotonin the body's feel-good hormone. Uh, the most common antidepressants, such as Prozac, also work by triggering the serotonin 2A receptor. The study published in Cell Journal found there is no hallucinogenic impact of AAZA154 and therefore no nasty come down. Experts believe one advantage of the psychedelic drugs is they promote neutral, I'm sorry, they promote neuroplasticity, allowing the brain to rewire itself. It opens the doors to medication that works in a single dose or a small number of doses rather than having to be taken indefinitely. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Uh, mental illness affects an estimated billion people across the world with, with depression being the most common type, especially after the pandemic. There's a lot of people that need to be talking to better help and calling the therapist because you got to get that shit out. Last year was a tough year and that's okay. It's okay to like be a different person after the fucking COVID. Like you might not be the same person you were at the beginning of 2020. Anyway, uh, uh, but patients having to undergo a psychedelic trip raises ethical and health concerns. For, for what? But anyway, for example, previous research has shown psilocybin, a, con uh, a, cons a constituent of psychedelic magic mushrooms, quickly reduces symptoms but also causes side effects. AAZA154 comes without a trip, is hopeful news indeed, and we'll be sure to post the updates of this story as they come. So that's, you know, that's great, man. You know, I, I make my jokes or whatever, but I really do believe that there are a lot of benefits to psychotropic uh, drugs and, and, and going and exploring yourself or helping with your mental health. I do enjoy the trips personally, but, you know, um, some people might not want to do that and it could be dangerous, I guess, in some regards. So being able to get the positives without the negatives, I'm always going to, you know, shine light on good vibes like that. That's my story. Fran, it's on you. Yeah, my uh, good vibe this week is about Vivian Cunningham's Lifelong passion for learning, lifelong passion for learning led her to a moment she won't forget over the weekend when a 78-year-old great-grandmother was handed her college diploma from Sanford University. Mm. She said, if I could if, if uh, I could have done cartwheels across the stage, I would have. So the retired Alabama power company worker, murder, um, what? mother of two, grandmother of three, and great-grandmother of three, spent six years working toward her degree in liberal studies at the University of Birmingham, Alabama. I say, follow your dreams. Don't let anyone tell you it can't be done. Keep pushing. Keep God and keep God in the plan, she said. She was joined by her family Saturday for a proud graduation ceremony that she hopes serves as an inspiration. So that's beautiful. I think that's super dope. She looked like Miss Jerry from Martin a little bit. <laughs> that I don't no want damn. no tuna. Tuna? <laughs> I don't want no damn tuna. Uh yeah no but she's that's super dope though you say she was seventy seventy eight seventy eight okay I was yeah, like seventy's yeah. kind of young for a great grandmother that's yeah, yeah. yeah wow but that's uh, either way you know yep. I'm sure I'm sure there's a ton of seventy year old great grandmothers out there anyway that's beautiful you know it's never too late to go and follow your dreams and go get those things accomplished that you want to I love that I love hearing stories about that with people yeah, being yeah. like you know yeah I went I went and traveled the world at eighty five was that like a football player that played football for like college he was like eighty eighty five. Uh, I'm sure there's a video of some old man, yeah. you know, people pretending that he's playing football. I'm sure that I'm sure that's a great feel good story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kicker. sure that exists. Kickers. I'm sure. Well, I would be more impressed if he actually played football. 
instead of being like, oh, going? here's the ball. Oh, you will go out there and turn it into ducks. Oh, everybody. Uh, oh, we're going to try to catch him. Oh, get catch him. Oh, oh, I like when they do that. Oh, he crossed me up. I like when they do that. <laughs> I don't like to be patronized, so I don't like people being like, uh, "Oh, good job!" I don't. I hate that. I, I hated that ever since a kid. Oh, this guy's strong. I shake their hand. They're like, "Oh man!" They fall down to your knee. Like, sir, you don't need to talk to me that way. Yeah, we've also I've also brought up the story. I won't bring it up again. But about the electric pads and you know my, my stepdad. <laughs> t- oh, oh did the ghost? Oh, oh, guess, oh, I guess the ghost. Oh, oh me. Oh. Oh, I didn't know I needed to call Ghostbusters. I guess the ghost came in here and took me. It's like, sir, I, look, I'm 17 years old. You don't need to talk to me like this. I don't know where they are, but I know ghosts don't exist. Like, you don't need to talk to me this way. Don't talk to me like that. I don't like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, it's awesome. That's great that uh, that lady went back to school. It's never too late, like I said. Before we get out of here, once again, um, Crime Con coming up in June. Super excited. It's going to be a great time. Uh, friend, uh, we got all kind of... You know, equipment coming in. We're gonna have some fun games, give away some fun prizes, and yeah, I think it'll be fun, man. Like, yeah, uh, yeah look, what do you think? I never like, said it wasn't gonna be fun. I didn't say you didn't say it was. Oh. It was. It was gonna be fun, yeah. but I know that you are concerned about the flight. Like, you're like, yeah. let's give the do the fight the, the, the flight part first. Yeah, get that shit out the way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, but I, th- I think it's gonna be a really fun time. It's gonna be hot. Yeah. I believe anyway in Austin. It's gonna be hot. But uh, before we get out of here, uh, um, a couple of suggestions. Um, one life suggestion: Don't fill up loose bags of gasoline and put them in your trunk. That's just a life What's suggestion. Oh, uh, there's like supposed to be a gas shortage or something. So yeah. in order to people putting in bags, putting people are just putting gas in whatever and holding it. Tupperware. Um, yeah. Can you just, not do that? I don't know how you transfer it out of a bag or out of Tupperware. How do you put it in like a funnel? You're gonna smack a funnel into your tank and then pour gas into. You know what I mean? Like I just. But, you know, people are idiots, and when it's the same thing happened with toilet, toilet paper. paper yeah. Oh, toilet paper might not have any. So, therefore, when people say you might not have any, instead of buying a couple of rolls that you need like a normal fucking person, you go buy up all the toilet paper, therefore creating the shortage that people are warning about in the first place. Yeah. So now, because people are saying there might be a gas shortage, I'm probably not going to be able to get gas, just go to the gas station. Even if it's not because the gas is short, it's because people are buying up all the gas. They better start throwing water in, in that gasoline. Well, you know, they killed the guy that had the ga- the water the water powered car. They killed him. Yeah, man, it's a whole thing, man. What? This goes back into the Bill Gates stuff and I'm telling you, it's a whole thing. I can't I can't explain they it to you. They killed him or he just he just it was just a coincidence. He just had I mean, officially yeah, I'm sure it was just a coincidence. But they said the Jeffrey Epstein man. Jeffrey Epstein hung himself, you know? Officially. So, you know, I don't know. The guy, the guy who had the water power car, he ain't live anymore, you know? So, But anyway, no, actual actual suggestions, though. Recently, like I said, I've been watching, me and, me and Sierra watching Mayor of Easton religiously. I really enjoy it. I don't know if people are saying anything about plot holes or anything like that. I really love it. It's like shameless and true, and true detective. I think it's super entertaining. Fran, what you got before we get out of here? Nothing. Nothing? Okay, no. cool. All right, well, um, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 